I am very excited to, you know, PJ, at the game, you were all upset last week. During the show, you just sat there half the time like, I can't believe Justin Fields is not playing in this game. I bought all these tickets for my <laughs> all my grandchildren to go to this game in Indy. And you were you were so upset. So I, I, I kind of want to know how you felt after the end of the game, after seeing such a uh, excellent performance from what could be our quarterback, too, by the time the season starts. I'd like to know that, PJ. Don't get into it now because okay. it'll make the cold open way too long. <laughs> okay. Okay. But just, tell us, just let us know. Did you have fun? No. <laughs> <laughs> Honest answer. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, Foster, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I just got back from Michigan. Had a great uh, vacation with the family stuff. So it was nice. Very nice. That looks awesome, man. That's You're awesome. in a new uh, setting there. We don't have the same background for you tonight. Nope. I'm in the basement because it's uh, 93 degrees upstairs in my 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 studio. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm good well, down here, man. That's um. I guess we can talk about that more as we get into the show tonight. We yeah. have Chris Watts is joining us again, and we have Bearski, Paul Paulski, and. His buddy, Dave Ski, who's going to join us uh, right after this. So, Walt, let's kick this shit off. Bears country. Where is it? You know BCP? You know that would be CP? You know that would be CP? How about this one? Is this, this one work? Look like you're an elliptical machine. I'm getting my workout in, right? I know, right? That's about all you're doing. It's scaring me. <laughs> One of these days, there will be an epic dance, and everyone will agree that it was amazing. Absolutely. And it will include. I won't be here to see it. Oh, man. My two amazing co-hosts and our amazing producer, Walt, in the background. It is great to uh, be hanging out with you guys again. PJ, how are you doing? Foster, how are you doing? Let's bring you in really quick. Walt, how are you doing tonight, too, buddy? I'm doing good, man. A little warm here, but uh, can't complain. <laughs> you staying? Are you staying cool, at least? Well, trying to. Trying to? <laughs> Your air conditioning bill is going to be 500 bucks like mine? That's never that bad. That's mine in the summer here. It's ridiculous. Wow. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's all I got to say about that. Wow. Yeah. In a ranch. Yeah. yeah. So I feel your pain in the heat up there. It's the the southern the southern heat is just as bad. 
Yeah. But you guys are going through some shit up there right now. We are. Only, only 107. Well, oh, that's boy. not bad. Nah, no biggie. With the heat index of uh, 118. Feels like 118. That's what hey, I think what? I saw. 115, 120. What's the difference? <laughs> when it's hot like this, it makes you really think about going to hell. <laughs> I thought I was there today coming back. <laughs> Makes you want to never say to somebody, go to hell again, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we've got a great show planned. We've got uh we've got Polsky coming in tonight. We've got his buddy Dave, and of course we have Chris Watts. He will be in Chicago soon. I we're gonna have a great time hanging out with Chris Watts and going to a couple of games. Uh, between the two of us here, Foster. Um, yeah. So let's just, let's bring the guys in and let's have a good time with these guys. All right. Do it. Paul Ski, Dave Ski, Chris Watts. In the hills. Let's start with let's let's start with Chris Watts because he's been on the show many many times. He's you know Chris. You know how much, <laughs> how much I love you, man. How are you feeling? <laughs> uh, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, I had a bit of a, a bit of a technical sort of fucking nightmare about two minutes before coming on, as you can probably tell. Uh, but no, it's great to see everybody. It's good to see the new guys, and uh, it's always good to see uh, PG and Foster. And uh, yeah, it's not long until I'm in Chicago, mate. It's about seven weeks or mm. six weeks this weekend. So uh, yeah, it's crazy, mate. Just can't wait. Really can't wait. And time flies. It's going to be here by in a couple of blinks. You think about it, it would have been October last year when you first thought the idea of doing the GoFundMe. So, I mean, you are, you know, we are talking nearly years past. And uh, yeah, it's just cool that it's coming around quick, mate. Dude, we're going to have so much fun. Get your ass ready. Absolutely. Bear ski. Oh, going to be ready. What's up, man? Great to see you again. How are you doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. Um, uh, I'm still one of the fans that's excited for the season start, and uh, still excited to see what's gonna what's gonna go down and how everything's gonna happen. I'm I'm really looking forward to this week one matchup against the uh, Packers, and uh, yeah, man, I'm ready to go. Uh, I think it's been a great week for talking points, although it hasn't been necessarily a great week for the Bears with injuries and things like that. Um, still, there's a uh, there's a lot to discuss tonight, man. A lot to discuss. Dave Ski, it's nice to meet you. I hear um, uh, uh, Paul Ski has had a lot of compliments about you and your Bears uh, fortitude, and he claims you came here to kind of test us tonight. But uh, whoa! Uh, apparently, he told you that we know our shit. So we're, we're going to have to get into this. Yeah, and, I did. Well, no, I, it's uh, great to have I you on the show, Thank you guys. I, uh, I've been watching you guys last lot of few episodes and I like it a lot. Um, love the podcast and stuff. So thank you. Glad to hop in. I was a little bit nervous, intimidated. I like you guys a lot. So uh, can't wait to see if, you know, I don't want to say test you, but definitely match some wits and stuff. And, uh, you know, let's see what's going on. I got, you know, definitely a, plenty of opinions and me and Polly, uh, check each other all the time so it's definitely fun and can't wait to see what's going on with you guys so i'm i'm shitting my pants personally but about the season week one i'm shitting my pants already but you know yeah 
we'll, we'll get into that later. So on your walls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so like, uh, uh, no, I got a curtain here, and then I got my oh, crown molding here. So oh, that's so some nice awesome. crown molding. Some nice yeah. work yeah. going on there. Oh, thank I you. Just, guys. I just got to say, David. If you're sitting still in your seventy, you know, you would have never made it through the seventy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was I, I, ten I, years of shit in your pants ever before the uh, even started. You know, you is that because it's true? It's the beautiful thing about the NFL season. Every team, week one of training camp, is like we're a Super Bowl contender, and then reality sets in by week three of training camp, and reality has hit me hard and i'm just shitting my pants about week one i just can't i can't handle a week one loss of green bay right now but i'm feeling it i, uh, listen, <laughs> I can't handle it like yes. I, I, I feel like i would jump off of the closest bridge if, if they lost the packers in the first game i'll be Hopefully i'll hold your shovel. hand on the way down but it's oh. gonna, it, it's feeling <laughs> It's feeling intense, and it's it's me being more and more realistic. So yeah, we can get into the details of why, but I'm I'm getting nervous, boys. So. Well, you know why you're getting nervous because it's winding down. We're getting to that point in the season that the first game is coming, so we can sit here and talk shit all we want and be like, yeah, we're gonna kick the Packers' ass in the first game. But as it starts to wind down to that first game, we start to see the injuries develop and the blah, blah, blahs. We start to see Jordan Love not looking as terrible as we thought he would be. So I, I get it. And we're going to get into that a little bit more because I, I'm a little bit nervous too, I will say, because I, I can't – we cannot do this again, guys. We cannot go through Brett Favre going to Aaron Rodgers thinking, oh, great, they finally moved on from, from Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers is better and then have – even if if love was the same as Aaron Rodgers, if he's not better but he's the same, that would be just as much of a, you know, a, a kick in the ass as the last two. So I get I, the uh, the nervousness. Listen, I refuse to join you guys in that thought because um, I really think it's recency bias, and I think it's it's just due to the fact that we've been so badly beaten down in the past, like. I'm not going into this season scared. I'm not doing it. Um, I'm going in excited and hopeful. And if it does wind up the way David's saying, I will be hosting the uh, suicide party where we all drink the Kool-Aid and, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be sending the invites out for that. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I think it's – I think it's really all depending on Justin Fields at the end of the day, guys. And that's what's exciting to me about it. If he is the guy we all think he can be and what he can be, then um, we will still see a lot of good football this year. Yes. Yes. I agree. Before PJ, you want to address the chat? However, I said before we go much further, let's go ahead and address the chat. Uh, Cliff Victoria, uh, Plank, Swifty, uh, Key, Mr. Mayhem. How do you pronounce that? Key, 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 Carito. Key, Carito. Right. Shay. Uh, Leo, Shay, yes. Queen of the North. Yes. Mo Beerman. Uh, Leo, Leo Factor Factor1 One was in here. Doug Mark Van Dorn. Isaac. Doug Van Dorn. Yeah, Swift Mark Kazak was, I think he was one of the first ones here today. Yeah. As usual. <laughs> Love you, Mark Kazak. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Really do. We really appreciate you. We, we have our we have our regulars here. We appreciate you, man. You know who you are. James Ford. 
Yes, we've James we appreciate Ford, you guys. See you again. Yes. Is STC here? Not yet. Not yet. They'll be in soon. That's what they're saying. Kiyuch. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of titled the, the show tonight about Bajan because um, my entire life as a Bears fan, I've wanted nothing more than just a developmental quarterback. And I've, I've panned for it every year. And when they when they've drafted one and a fifth or a sixth round, I've thought, okay, maybe this could be the guy, and they never pan out. And and again, going back to in polls we trust, it's this kid, or I shouldn't say kid, this general manager that we have now. It's like he's pulling all the right strings, right? He knows what he's doing. Guess he said it himself, you know, about the, um, the you know, he worked with him in the uh, Senior Bowl. Uh, well, I kind of like the before we continue, kind of pull up these videos. Let, let's talk about uh, what Eberflus had to say about the uh, quarterback competition uh, in this training camp. Game experience, but uh, we just want to be able to do that with the unit. Is there anything you saw from the backups that are in there practicing over the past week or so that made you feel more comfortable putting them back there behind them? Yeah, those guys are doing a nice job. Like I said, we've, we've commented on uh, pretty much all those guys, and uh, they've done a nice job so far, you know, in terms of executing uh, the offense. So it's uh, we feel good where those guys are right now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> we're gonna. We're, that's still a competition, though. You know, like we've said all along, and we're open to that, and uh, that's exciting. You know, and that was created. You know, that was created. It wasn't like we created it. You know, I mean, when I say we, the coaching staff, that was created uh, by pure competition. And, you know, like I said, if you keep an open mind and you let things play out, then good things will happen. Um, a lot of times I've seen that coaches predetermine things a lot of times, and we just based it on performances. And we're just going to continue to do that, let the competition play itself out. Sometimes with younger players, that were surprises in camp. Uh, coaches don't want to put those snaps on tape for the other teams in the league leading up to cut day. Have you ever subscribed to that or not? Yeah. Is yeah, this, he says. Yeah, I have. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I think, we'll see. You, know, you got to look at each situation. As you look at those back of the end, back of the roster type look guys, you make those decisions. What What is going to win out for you? Like minding your you can, you can the alignment you can pull it well. or like the, the I think I made it. I made it too long. But what he's saying there is there is an open competition for the quarterback two spot. And me being a lifelong lover of, of wanting to develop a quarterback behind a quarterback we never even had, <laughs> it mostly came from wanting to develop a quarterback because we never had a quarterback. Right. And now we have a quarterback. And now I'm just as excited about our, our backup quarterback as I am our starting quarterback because we need to have someone in case something knock on wood goes wrong that can step in and and do the job. And I, I, the whole world is buzzing. The whole Bears world, NFL world even, is, is buzzing about Tyson Bajant. So I would like to like know what you guys think about what you saw with your own two eyes from this previous game, starting with you, Chris Watts. Uh, regarding Bajant, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought he played really well for the stats he had. Um, uh, but I personally think everybody's going a little bit over the top about it, really. Uh, you've already seen a really small sample size. You weren't really playing against the first. 
he only played a couple of drives. I mean, I liked what I saw. I thought he played really well. I'm not putting the kid down, but you know, he, he's still from a very, very low, low level of um, college football player. Um, I know that he played for like four years, and I know that he won their sort of Heisman Trophy for that division. Um, but it's just been a really small sample size, and maybe that's just a reflection of how crap it's been for quarterbacks in Chicago. That anybody who shows any resemblance of able to play would jump on the bandwagon and say this guy's going to be the next second coming of Jim McMahon or whoever. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think I think it, I don't think he's done himself any harm, but I just—it's just his lack of experience. You're either if you have if you have him as your number two, you know, you make a decision of well, do I want somebody who's played well at some time, or do I want somebody who's got NFL experience like PJ Walker, even though he's played really poorly in in the uh, preseason and, and apparently he's been just as bad in training camp as well so it's sort of like the equation of do you want the experience or do you want this this guy who possibly could be a great quarterback or a number two so um, I just think people just need to calm down a bit about it really to be honest with you so it sounds like the cynical English guy but that's just how I feel <laughs> I, had my, I had my finger on the button the whole time to remove you for what I you were starting to say <laughs> Well, I'm looking at PJ Foster, or you going? Whatever, fucking is going to get me out in a minute. <laughs> You're out. You're out of here. He's out of here. No, he's okay. out of here. I'll, I'll, I'll be out of here next because I'll, I'll kind of double down on that. Um, <laughs> okay, get your finger on the button. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, get ready because, um, guys, listen, uh, there is a competition at quarterback, too, and it's between PJ Walker and Nathan Peterman. Um, oh, gosh. Pull him, pull him. Let me make my point. You said, you know, you, you might need the quarterback too. Well, I think the real question is need, like, what's the expectation of the need here? How long do you need them for? Do you need them for a drive? Do you need them for a half? Do you need them for a game? You know, I think at most ever, you need a backup quarterback for four games and you're, you're trying to get him to win at least two of those for you. Um, but more of the time, I, th I think a drive or a half or a game is more of the situations that come up. And, and to be honest with you, Fields is the real deal. Uh, you look at the teams that have top quarterbacks in the leagues, uh, QB2 doesn't usually see the field much. Um, but when they do, I would trust a guy with a little bit more experience to maybe just hold it down for a drive or two if that's what we need. And I think Bajan's a great QB3 option because if you're done at that point, you're just gambling. So he's worth the gamble for sure. The kid looks comfortable. Um, I believe I was watching a couple of videos where, you know, one guy said that he was the best Division Two player he's ever seen, which, I mean, we've heard that before about Division Two players or whatever. But I know he threw like 17,000 yards in his college career, and then I know he stayed in Division Two because his decision was based off staying close to family, so he wanted to go to a college close to his family, so I think that checks part of his character box, and um, and obviously, he does look comfortable in the part, but I mean, what did we see from him? Uh, we saw a couple drives in a first and second preseason game. We saw maybe one or two good throws. I mean, I have a video uploaded ready to go. It's a minute and a half long that shows those two throws. It, it looked nice. But, like, um, uh, you know, what does he look like after taking half a season worth of hits and sacks and, and whatnot? Can he still drive? Like, there's a lot to play in this position, guys. So I think QB3 is the right spot for that guy. 
Well, what I think about the eye test that's being passed by all of us is how quickly get, he gets rid of the damn ball. He gets in and out of the huddle quick. He gets rid of the ball quick. Dave Ski, like, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'd like to build off that because just me and Paulie see it similar but different, so I, I can compliment it and like kind of go back off of it. So realistically, what you want out of your backup quarterback is you're not asking him to make dynamite throws or like – you know, once in a lifetime throws or anything like that. So you're asking him to run the offense. So if he can get rid of the ball quickly and continue the offense for one or two drives out of every three, then yeah, that's what you want. Um, Tyler Tyson Badgett is number one record holder in D2 and uh, for passing touchdowns, passing yards. The guy has experience. He's not young. He's 22, 23 years old. He's not like a baby. He's not coming in like a deer slipping on ice, like not knowing how to do a rhythm throw. And that's what I liked about him in the first game. Second game, I texted Paulie after the first game. I said, this kid has got rhythm. He has rhythm timing. He has rhythm throws. Um, whenever you see a screen, a slant, he's hitting a guy in a pocket where he likes to catch it and then keep going and run. So I like the kid. Um, and to debate whether it's Nathan Peterman or P.J. Walker, like P.J. Walker has demonstrated one thing to me in like the first two preseason games is he's trying to keep his career alive and he's tossing 60 yard bombs at least once per game to prove that he can still toss 60 yard bombs. And personally, if Justin Fields goes down, my season's wrapped up. I'm tossing it in the you air. Knock I'm, on some wood. You can't say that without exactly. knocking. I got plenty of wood around me. I'll knock on all of it. It's fine. Like, That's drywall. But, Hit the wood. Hit the wood but, part. No, no. Yeah, I got it all. I got it all, but like that's surely a, a wife. Fields is out. If Fields is out, I'm wrapping up the season anyway. But if you want, like you said, a developmental quarterback, then yeah, I want him in for six games versus PJ Walker. I gain nothing. I gain absolutely nothing in my life watching PJ Walker for six games, tossing sixty-yard bombs to Equinemius St. Brown. Nothing. <laughs> so if I see Tyson Badgen hitting rhythm throws and going twelve for fifteen for two hundred yards. I, there's a quarterback controversy in there somewhere or whatever, or you can move on from fields, blah, blah, blah. But I gain nothing from Nathan Peterman and P.J. Walker. I'd rather see Tyson Badgen as a QB2, hitting rhythm throws, give me a 23-year-old. He's 6'3", 215. He's not a baby. He ran, a, he ran the fastest or he ran the fastest three-cone drill of any quarterback or the second fastest three-cone of any quarterback in the, in the combine this year. He went to the Senior Bowl and had, like, probably the best quarterback situation of anybody at the Senior Bowl, and that's comparing him to D1 guys that are – even a D1 guy at a fifth-best school is still arguably better than a D2 guy who has set every record. This is a guy who is a big fish in a small pond – in a small pond. Yes, he stayed nearby because he's from West Virginia, and that's what he wanted to do. And you got him for free. He's an undrafted free agent. Take him. Like, ride it out. You have nothing to lose. PJ, uh, well, Foster, what do you guys have to say about this? Well, here, I, I, I what if, what if you throw away the preseason game from Saturday that's against the Colts? What if you throw that drive away? What, what do you see from Badge? I still right? liked his. I texted Paulie, yeah, like ten minutes into game one. I said okay. Badge is the real deal. Okay, the kid has yeah, rhythm timing throws. He has seventeen thousand snaps in Division Two. That's I'm more go- than. I want to go with two thousand into NFL. Yeah, I, it's people are even pointing it out in the chat. Um, so what I want to do is I want to go into what I saw the two days I was there with the team for the the, the two team workouts with the Colts and the Bears. And 
uh, I'll start with PJ. Now, if you look at his stuff from last season, he was decent with the Panthers. Go back and look at the, the games he played with the Panthers. This is a new system for him. It's kind of a weird, weird development with him because I thought he'd come along quicker in this system because he, because he has played in the NFL. But but something just seems off. It just seems weird. I, I don't know if you're right. He's trying to extend his career or whatever. But something just seems off. But then when I sat there and watched the, the times I've got to sit there and watch Badgett, every single time almost, the guy was through his reads quick and made the quick throw. Um, he was on it. He, he seems to be able to immediately adjust to any situation that's changing in the, in the game. Process. So, yes. Right. It, there, there's the key word, processing. Um, I, I I see I see it between PJ and Badgett, man. I, Nathan Peterman hasn't shown me anything that I care to see for the most part. I mean, they say the guy's smart and all this. Go look at everything he's done with the Bears. Uh, who was he with before that? Just just go back and look what he's done. Raiders, yeah. Buffalo. He has the Raiders. record for picks and a half. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He was he was and literally it's, signed it's, as a joke to. When the Bears signed him, they were like, he was signed to increase the confidence of the DBs to throw him picks. <laughs> no, that, wasn't, that, wasn't that the guy we had for one game last year from uh, Green Bay or Detroit? I can't remember his name. The guy who came in and literally threw picks to destroy a game? <laughs> but I, I Boiled. care. Yeah. Boiled. You know, yeah. Flu said it, man. It's an open competition. It made a best win, man win, and I think that's bad. Yeah. All, all Open competition. Teams. You're in the punter can compete, right? You're in year two of a rebuild that isn't even starting its rebuild. The rebuild starts next year, realistically. It was a teardown this year, a partial teardown this year. If you have Badgen for two to three years on a rookie, nonsensical deal of a undrafted free agent, you get, you gain nothing <laughs> from PJ Walker keeping his career alive. Nathan Peterman will have a third string job somewhere next training camp with whoever Jets. Bills, Dolphins, throw them out there. You gain something from keeping Badgen on the roster, and if he doesn't work out, you go. Me and Paulie have said every year, it's an insult to the NFL to not draft a quarterback at some point in your draft every year. It's an insult. If you don't take one in the fifth, third, sixth round, you're you insulting your even. own team. Right. Yeah, because the best one ever was drafted in, in the last pick of the sixth round. Right. So, yeah. He was on my board the whole time, my dry erase board back in that, what, <laughs> late 90s. He was on my dry erase board. I'm like, he's, Tom Brady's still sitting there. Why not take him at, in the fifth round, in the third round, in the fourth round, in the fifth round? I like he's a guy with there. reps. Yeah. 17,000 reps through Division Two to me, matters more than Trey Lance, who cost three first-round picks, for 2,519 reps through three seasons of NFL football. Yeah, That's now insane. look at them. They're sitting there with their seventh, their seventh round pick as the starter now, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so Arnold. I mean, I mean, yeah, Darnold. I mean, I, 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 I sort of agree with that point. Not fully there, really. All right, he's had all these reps, which is great, and it means a lot because, you know, sometimes when you see how many games some of the first rounders play before they get drafted, like, you know, starting for one season, but the guy was playing Division Two football. He was playing Alabama and Ohio and, and Michigan, and that that does make a difference because you played against higher talent all the all the way across the board. And I really like the guy, but honestly, people need to get a little bit of a reality check and uh, a look look at the bigger picture, really, because uh, 
that does make a difference when you're playing when you're playing two or three levels higher even if you're playing less games than that kid has you are playing against better competition which makes you a better player that's just fact so I, I mean I, I think they'll keep him I mean I mean I reckon I might have well put him on waivers I don't think anybody's going to pick him up um but um, I just think people just need to put the brakes in a little bit, man. You know what I mean? And if it works out, it's great. But uh, it's like you say, we haven't lost anything anyway because we didn't draft him or I didn't draft him free agent. Uh, you know, it's worth it's worth a chance. You're going to pull me off the screen now, aren't you? I, you know, you You're going to pull me so off the screen. Close. You were so close. <laughs> I'm waiting. Literally. I can't believe you let me go on for so long, Dan. I got Premier League, Championship League, very different from SEC football. I know plenty of guys drafted from the SEC who fizzled out, and I mean just like absolutely fizzled out. And then there's plenty of guys from, you know, Pac-10, Pac-12, and all that in NFL. And you know, if uh, Tyson Badgett declined an offer from West Virginia, we have literally Aaron Rodgers played at West Virginia. You know, so, you know, a guy who declined an offer from West Virginia and a guy who played two years at West Virginia, we're going to talking about the worst quarterback in the NFL to the best possible of all time. So it's for sure it's different um, and pump the brakes for sure. One hundred percent. He's an undrafted free agent. Absolutely. In, in pragmatic sense, though, I personally, if Justin Fields gets hurt, I gain nothing from watching PJ Walker and Nathan Peterman, even if they win, go two and two, I just it's gain nothing. I gain it's nothing. Four games. Look, well, I'm using your example, games, Paulie, okay, like if it's four games, games, right? Like if that's what you want out of your starting quarterback or your backup quarterback, if we're talking about four game replacement, I gain nothing. If PJ Walker goes in two and two, it's what I expect. It's if Nathan Peterman goes two and two, it's what I expect with the number one rushing team in the NFL with a week schedule with, you know, uh, play action passes and going for 15 yards. Like Trevor Simeon with literally broken cartilage and his ribs almost beat the Jets. And it's Trevor oh. Simeon, for Christ's sake. So, like, I mean, I just don't care about backup quarterbacks. So, developmentally, we I'm just talking about with, you know, with Shorty, like, I, with that's what I'm talking about. Like, I want to see developmental quarterbacks. I'm with you. I've been begging for a developmental quarterback for years. I just want this guy on the roster for two years and see what you got. But PJ Walker will be on a different team next year and it won't matter a lick. Nathan Peterman will be on a different team next year and it won't matter. But Tyson Badgett, like if he doesn't make the team this year, I guarantee you, you're going to see some sneaky ass team like the Ravens or the Steelers or the Chiefs just sign Tyson Badgett and bench the shit out of him for uh, as QB3 for four years. And just mm -hmm. see what they have, because yeah. that's what you do. That's a well, that's what a smart team does. The 49ers might him. start them. <laughs> yeah, the, the 49ers, 49ers might start them. <laughs> yeah, right. They're gonna release Trey Lance and sign Tom Brady as QB three, like eight, week eight. Mark my words. Let's get to some to, to some chat here. Uh, I'll pull this up while well, uh, Kio Kito is saying, "Who on the bubble are you willing to get, willing to get rid of to sign Badgett instead?" And then Swifty goes on to say, "Ebner and Homer." Yeah, yeah. Uh, either one. I honestly right. don't know who either. I don't know the difference between either one, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, but we're talking, right. about, we're talking about. I think, I think Homer being they picked QB. up 
for special teams reasons. I think there's been a lot of concern on special teams. Even Tyler Scott was one of them recently and whatnot. I know Homer did that in Seattle throughout all of last year. And he was, I mean, he wasn't nothing crazy or special, but he was at least consistent. You don't, you know, you didn't see him bumbling. No, I think Tristan Edwards clearly the cut over transformer, yeah. and then Bayless yeah, Jones. I mean, I'm not married <clears throat> to him. I don't, unless no, Ryan Poles just has some sort of like attachment to his third round pick. Like you could just say, "See you later." I guess that the the, uh, the the jury's out on uh, Bayless Jones still. <laughs> you need to keep nine linemen. You need to keep three to four running backs. You have one fullback. That's a big position. You're keeping six receivers. You're keeping three tight ends for sure. So on offense, you're keeping, you know, 26, 27 for sure. And then, you know, you know I, the defense fills up your depth. So that's where you get the chunk of your, your roster, 53. Your defensive line is four guys across. You're going at least nine across there. Your cornerbacks are two deep, three deep with a nickel, and you're going seven there. Your safeties are backups, so you got four there, and then your linebackers three across, so you got six to seven there. So, it is what it is. Um, Swifty says Velas isn't getting cut. Well, okay, so in that case, who is? Because you know, I do agree with David. There is only room for pretty much six wide receivers. You got DJ Moore, Claypool. You got Mooney. You, you know, Tyler Scott that you just drafted. He's not going anywhere. He so, is staying. You know, so you got St. Brown, Pettis, and Velas Jones. It's a Pettis, Velas Jones are, you know, um, it's a, it's a Pettis has also Jones been a punt returner and kick returner and has done an okay job at that. Uh, he also has some familiar, familiarity with the offense a little bit, uh, playing last year. Uh, and St. Brown, I think there's a lot of upside with him blocking downfield. And although he doesn't get, you know, listen, I'll take him as wide receiver five or six. That's where he belongs. You know, last year we saw him kind of more in an elevated role, and, and he, that's not where I want him. But as wide receiver five or six, I think I, I keep saying Brown. So in my opinion, it's between Pettis and Bayless Jones. So there's, you know, you, you could say he's not getting cut, but in my opinion, it's almost like a 50-50 coin toss. You don't really know. Um, you know, that that's up to the coaching staff. But, uh, you know, talking about agent and everything, I, I think it's a cute discussion. However, realistically, um, you know, I kind of expected for there to be a little bit more injury concerns with Fields. And as I watched him throughout the season last year, I realized that, man, uh, I think this kid's a lot tougher than I think he is. And I think he's a lot smarter when taking hits and, and scrambling and running out of bounds and sliding this and that. So my hot take for this year is actually that he's going to go the whole year without getting hurt. And we're not even going to see QB2 take one snap. So uh, I hope that works out. And, and I really think it's got a good possibility of doing so. And, you know, I'll relate back to Russell Wilson, who played nine years in this league as an undersized quarterback that was mobile, that played for nine years straight. Um, if you can do it, it can be done. Last year, he went out with a shoulder injury for, I believe, one week. And then he got, you know, benched at the end of the year. I think that was for different reasons. But, um, but I expect fields to start every single snap this year. I certainly hope so. Well, I don't know what happened to Polly the last like five weeks. I I was the optimist, he was the pessimist, and we just flip flopped. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. He's just like, Fields is gonna be healthy. We're gonna be good. It's all good. And I'm just like, dude, we're fucked. I, like, I believe he's dang, a superstar. Dang, you 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 sucked him in, sold him. So I did. Wow, 100%. Paul and I talked about this a little bit. And then you <laughs> flip flop? 
I did. <laughs> What's going on, man? How does that even work? When I saw 60% of my team. offensive line go down, I was like, my butthole puckered up to crush me. <laughs> this is the funny part, guys. I know I was on like two, three weeks ago with Lester, and I had the two questions for him, and one of them was, um, and I also asked the same question on my YouTube channel, other than Fields, who's the most important Bears offensive player to stay healthy this year. And when David asked me this, my initial response was DJ Moore. When I asked Lester this, his response was DJ Moore. In fact, I got 1.5 thousand votes on the YouTube channel. 78% of the voters picked DJ Moore. And right away- I thought you all were crazy. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? And I think David's right because he said Braxton Jones with the argument of, well, what's that situation look like if he goes down? Say, say Fields does go down and you are on QB2. Like, who's the next guy that makes the most impact? Is it really DJ Moore? No, if Braxton Jones goes down, you're screwed. And it's funny because he had this opinion, and I've watched him now. I've watched every other lineman other than Braxton Jones go out with injury, and, and I feel David's just in the corner shaking. <laughs> afraid of the like waiting for a Braxton Jones Twitter update. Waiting for it, you know, so. oh, I answered I answered your question, Cody White here on that survey, dude. That's a great you know, answer. Specifically because of that, in general, I think because I, I feel right much answer. after watching some more film on Borum practice in the games, because I I had it stuck in my head that Borum was what he was last year. And he is he has made some nice jumps, significant yeah. jumps this year in my opinion. So I'm yeah, a little he, less concerned about that position because he's been playing both left and right and, and doing an adequate or above job from what I've seen in, in all of the videos I've seen. Now, if I'm missing something, somebody please tell me. No, you're nailing it. Not, not, I think it was last. Guys, yeah, random, random trivia time. Which number did Hall of Fame Orlando Pace wear during his one season in Chicago in 2009? B. A. 74, B, 76, C, 78, D, 79. B. I say B as well. 76, Orlando Pace. Me too. I've got no idea, so I'll say. <laughs> so you'll say what? I've got no idea, so I'll go for C. C, okay. TJ? I'll say B. B? Yeah. 76? What do you guys in chat say? We got Mark Kazak saying B. We got Doug Van Dorn saying B, 76. Let's see, we got uh, Keo Credo saying B at 76. Cliff Victoria saying B. 70. Oh, I'm going to have to go with you guys because you're. Um, <laughs> you're all, I, I think I'm going to go with uh, 78, though. What Come is on the down. Going with us? says, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> What's the answer, Walt? The answer is B seventy six. Oh. AC Adam, what's up, AC Adam? He said B two. He he got it right at the end. He was right too. Nobody wore that number for a long time, yeah. Yeah, it's no, so no he was Tevin Jenkins' number, huh? John Tate. The last bear before John Tate. John Tate. He was a good one too. Yeah, it was a good one. Well, that's kind of a that's kind of a good segue doing the the um, the trivia's to uh, like a new topic. 
how are you guys feeling about the offensive line as we are gearing up to play the Packers? And does that make you feel that this game against the Packers is a little bit more losable? And I'd like to start with you, Chris. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely scared, senseless about the offensive line situation at this moment in time. Far too many injuries. Uh, you know, we're not. I know it's preseason, so you're not always going to have a stable lineup. You know, in, in the starting offensive line, but I, I really think this is going to. I think the O line is going to hinder us for the early part of the season. I think we're going to. I think this could cause the offense to struggle quite a lot against Green Bay. Because uh, they've still got all, they've still got good players on defense. They're not Aaron Rodgers has left, but they've still got a good defense. They've still got a good running game. Uh, but that offensive line scares the hell out of me, man. And it's always the best thing. Like every year, it always seems to be the offensive line what's fucked up. Every year, so uh, we should be used to it. But yeah, I'm extremely worried about the offensive lines moment. That's probably my biggest concern going into season, uh, into week one. Sorry. Go ahead, Bearsky. You, you want to say something? Uh, I do. You know, because like I, I agree, and and the concern is legit. And like you said, we should be used to the offensive lines. A concern every year. Um, you want a good, consistent offensive line. You want the same five guys out there. Ideally, I think consistency matters a lot in those situations and whatnot. And um, I think, like David said, this this is a rebuild here. There is a lot of moving parts. Um, however, I think what it truly comes down to is as a fan what is your overall expectation for this year if you're sitting here going hey this is a 10 11 win team that's going to make the playoffs yeah i'd be shitting my fucking pants right now too because that's not going to happen with lines getting injured and kokomet getting injured and all the ups and downs that come with the season i believe the first time i was on with you guys i said it takes a lot to sit there and go through and make a playoff run and win a super bowl one thing is you got to stay healthy another thing is you got to get lucky you got to get lucky too that's the second thing there's a lot that has to go your way for a magical season to happen um and you know personally i have this team as seven eight wins and the reason i think we get to seven eight wins is because it's accompanied by nine to ten losses and the way you get those losses is through situations like this like the offensive line getting hurt Kokomet getting hurt i mean i i don't I, i'm not sitting here saying that uh, i will tell you who's about to go down next or whatever this and that but to go into it without the expectation of some injuries happening it i think that's very unrealistic now i think what is kind of exciting here is i think with all these obstacles and everything like that. I think we as Bears fans have gotten really used to using these things as excuses over the years. I know we did it with Jay Culler a couple times. Like, hey, he doesn't have this, doesn't have this, doesn't have this. But um, in this league, I've watched the quarterback position transcend just about every possible fucking issue on the offense there is. Um, Peyton Manning didn't need an offensive coordinator. He'll do it himself. You know, Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl when he was the most set quarterback. Joe Burrow was in a Super Bowl recently as one of the most set quarterbacks. So, listen, if my expectation for Justin Fields is very high, if he is who I believe he should be and who I want the Bears to have, then with all this, we still might get 10 wins and make a playoff run. And if we do, one thing's for sure, Justin Fields is a superstar. And that's why I'm so excited for this year because, you know what, bring bring on some of the problems. Bring on some of the obstacles. I want to see this kid overcome it all. Um, 
I know I uploaded a little video. I don't know if you can play it real quick. It's, it's an example from last year, late in the year, of you know him against the Eagles playoff team, the Super Bowl contending team, and just exactly what kind of threat Justin Fields brings to the table for, for even the top defenses in this league. I don't know if you yeah. can go ahead and play it. Is this your first or second video, basically? It is the second video. Just, you know, training to throw outs, slants, just the basic routes. I know what, you know, what actions we're going to be using, what protections we're going to be using. So I can just focus on, you know, more in detail stuff within our offense. You know, there's a bunch of excitement for next year. And after the uh, Thursday night game versus Washington, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that might have been the switch where we went like four weeks in a row, scoring like 28 plus points. But, uh, you know, the, of course, the Bears fans are awesome. Uh, just the support they give us to our team. And, uh, you know, they show up to games that are feeling like negative 15. You know, they've kind of instilled that in me. So it's like I'm making sure that, you know, I can get down safely and be able to get, get on to the next play. But of course, you know, you have those situations to where, you know, it might be third down or you might be in the red zone trying to score a touchdown. But go. So really just focusing on my, my mechanics because, you know, I mean, when you're doing 50 yard runs and you have to get up and throw the ball, I mean, I'm tired. Like, yeah. I, no matter how tired I am, just, you know, the ball coming out the same way. Uh, I'm doing the same thing with my body to where, you know, I can just, just get the uh, completion. So, yeah. Yeah, me and Polly, uh, yeah, I mean, me and Polly agree on a lot of stuff that we put out there and stuff, but like the, the one big issue I have is I feel like last year with Justin Fields rushing for 1100 yards and pulling all this weight is an anomaly and that it doesn't happen very often. And if it does happen very often, it's a guy like Michael Vick, it's a guy like Lamar Jackson, and it can only happen for two to three years tops. So if you're counting this year for Justin Fields is like the first year he can do this, for sure. But offensive line wise, guys, I'll give a shiny nickel to the to the to the guy who can tell me what is the one guy who is the difference between the projected starting offensive line from this year from last year. Because as of right now, we are four out of five on the projected starting offensive line week one from last year as to this year. And it was a right tackle. Yeah, they're not right. No, Riley Reef. <sighs> right oh, now, we're, we, yeah, we're on pace to start with week one this year as we are with last year. It's Cody Whitehair, Larry Borum, Braxton Jones, and Lucas Patrick. Riley Reef was the right tackle. This year, it'll be either Teron Armstead or. Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, like, at right tackle. So this year it's Braxton Jones, Cody Whitehair, Lucas Patrick, Jatiree Carter, and someone else. We are so dangerously close to starting with the same offensive line this year as we were last year, and we're 17 days away. He's getting pulled. Well, let's, let's look. That just, let's look. just broke my fucking heart. I, I don't even want to hear but that one true. now. But it's true. It might so we're one starting offensive line in the way from the same offensive line. Uh, and I'm freaking out. Dave's Paulie's like, it's fine. But so it's not we're, fine. We're, I'm we're, freaking we're, out, guys. I'm freaking out. Okay, you're making okay, me okay. freak out. I had to pull you just to calm down. I like how you're go back and, and go back and look at go back and look at every guy that's gonna be starting that you're talking about. Your four guys. Braxton, Braxton Jones played every game last year. I think he's better this year than you. You think I, yeah, sure? for sure. I okay. love Braxton Jones. I'm a Cody Whitehair, Pro Bowler, one-time Pro, Meh. pro Bowler, 
Cody Whitehair isn't this his last year? Isn't he playing for a new contract? He'll be on a different team next year. Even yeah. if it's for another team, he's gonna want to yep. show up this year. He'll he'll he'd get traded for a six round pick. Meh. <laughs> you still gotta have somebody out no, there. He's, man. he's, he's awesome. I like Cody back, Whitehair. Man. I like Cody uh, you know, Whitehair at center, surrounded by Tevin Jenkins and Nate Davis. That's, that's one of the things point. that David brought up with me early on last year, even in the preseason games, was he saw it right away. He he called me and he's like, "Hey, Tevin Jenkins keeps playing like this. This guy's an All-Pro stud." And I um, was in San Francisco. We, yeah, and, and we know that um, he's got some injury concern, and I just felt that this recent news that we got about him going down. I guess it came out that it was too calf strains a calf on each of his legs but um yeah I, I know but it's weird because it's like he practiced uh, he did a after practice interview with the press saying yeah. that uh you know health is one of his concerns and everything like that and whatnot and, and there was no talk about it and all of a sudden he's out maybe missing some games during the week uh now he's day-to-day now he's week-to-week or whatever and this and that however uh, you know it's kind of crappy because this uh, coaching staff doesn't really like to share injury information that they don't have to. They really do the bare minimum that they have to tell the media when it comes to injuries. But it, something's fishy with this Tevin Jenkins thing. And I think that there's, other than health, physical issues, I think there's some um, personal, maybe mental issues that Tevin Jenkins has. And I think maybe this is a lie and a cover up for him to just buy some time to get better. I think we might see him week one for all we know. Where on earth do you get that from, Bearski? Some sort of mental issue. Uh, so, so, uh, yeah, I'm so I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. No, no, David. Go ahead. Yeah, Chris is breaking up. On that, if I can interject on that, I think what he's saying is that when he when he's had, whenever he has a press conference, he's very um, he's different than all the other uh, bears at a press conference. He's very cerebral when he's talking. It's almost like he's giving away too much information. So he I don't know. Really, if that's he, never, he only no, played that, football like two years. Very open. I'm, a, I'm a personal believer in mental health issues. I'm a, I'm a big like, I'm a big fan of like sharing your emotions and sharing what you're dealing with, sports psychology and all that stuff. Like I've had my own issues in the past in that way. Tevin Jenkins has been very open about like his mental health issues. His, his mom passed away of breast cancer. His that's his, huge his for struggle. a young man. Course. Yeah, his mental struggles, all that stuff. Like this isn't like some sort of pulling it out of left field and speculation style thing. Like he has been very open and honest about it. I don't want to speculate against Tevin Jenkins. He's one of my yeah, favorite players, and I love Tevin Jenkins. He, I am probably he's one of my top two to three favorite players in the Bears. I think he's a top three guard when healthy in the NFL. I love the guy. He has just, been open and honest about his mental health issues. I find it strange that I, I he doesn't request trades from the Bears. He doesn't ask for the Bears to, like, get rid of him, trade him. He is very open and honest in the way that he struggles, and then the Bears kind of back him up. I mean, in my opinion, as a person who's, like, had a panic attack, an anxiety attack, and doesn't want that public, like, to, if Tevin Jenkins goes to Matt Eberflus or the management and goes, like, hey, dude, I can't perform right now because – whatever the hell is going on for in my head for two weeks i just can't do it okay man you have a double calf strain don't worry about it we'll cover for you if if that wasn't the type of support he's getting then this is a guy who's at, like 
the the coaching staff and the front office staff saying like he has a double calf strain this guy is a trade target he he would be open for the market he would be benched in a heartbeat he would be free agency cut he is a starter and he is a top three guard in the nfl you cover for that kind of guy so for me it, it is suspicious and it is sketchy but it's in the way of like i think the front office has been just like trying to cover for this guy for whatever issues and deficits he may have but he they want to keep him out there because they do everything they can to keep him on the field keep him on the team as a starter not a backup not a bench player as a second round pick they have no allegiance to this they guy him around this, three is, a, times. this yeah. is a ryan pace guy what the hell do they have allegiance ryan poles knows offensive linemen he has a fifth round pick starting at left tackle he has a seventh round pick starting at left guard he has a second round pick. He has a first round pick. He has a fucking undrafted free agent. He has a third round pick at center. This guy knows guards. He knows linemen. So it to me, I agree. I think there's something fishy in the water. Double calf strains don't just happen. Um, but they do happen. That's all thing. Why, why the song and dance? Do they though? The other. I've had like yes, a calf yes, they do. Double. At the simultaneous, a, a calf, did, did you guys a, issue, a spine issue, a neck issue, and no, yes. and no public, no public statements. I don't know. The double calf strains can happen. It, it doesn't happen very often, but doesn't mean they can't happen. Wait, hold on a second. What did you say, Fluster? Did anybody read the article regarding our strength and conditioning coach from Denver? It came from Denver last year. No. So Denver and the Bears seem to be having massive issues in two seasons with soft tissue injury and it's the same strength and conditioning coach that they had the problems with in denver i just read this i think it was this morning it might have been last night jerry judy had a soft tissue injury last year for the whole season he left and now jerry judy is out for the whole year this year okay I, I, i i personally see soft tissue injuries as fallacy like guys are just built for soft tissue injuries or they're not i i think it's just not exist then they exist. And they happen. I think they're fallacy. They happen, but I don't think like. A but but, but you're saying that they, they don't not... with that. It's, it's a fallacy. Okay, but they happen. No, yeah, they happen. But saying <laughs> that a man who a man who coaches you is causing your soft tissue injuries is also a fallacy. Because a man is coaching you wrong, saying your soft tissue injury happens. Adrian I mean, Peterson came back from an ACL tear eight months. Is it because of his strength and conditioning coach, or is it because Adrian Peterson's a freak? Yeah, it's it's because the personal body like, and his body like, just healed faster. Exactly. Everyone's different. And Jerry, yeah, it's different exactly. position. Everybody, people, by the way. Well, everybody, no, everybody, everybody puts a different amount of work into taking care of their body. You know, we see Tom Brady as one of the best ones out there. There are stories that he, the man hasn't eaten a strawberry in you know thirty years or whatever the hell because he's got too right. much sugar. Um, so. Yeah, there is uh, at that professional level. There's a ton of work that goes into it. I like to use Trey Lance as an example. I don't know if you guys um, saw the quarterback special and whatnot. They had an episode that uh, it just shows kind of what Kirk Cousins and, and all of these uh, Patrick Mahomes and whatnot what they do to you know deal with these injuries, deal with massages and whatnot during their off time. And you know some guys literally dedicate most of their off time to still participating in you know nfl related activities like getting your body ready for the next week and whatnot and then there's trey lance week one after losing to the bears there's a video of him throwing dollar bills at strippers at a hotel party kid you're not going to survive in this league 
You're not going to survive in this league doing that. That's why he's quarterback three right now on, on the trade block because, you know what, you need to put more than just the bare minimum into taking care of yourself in this league. Um, I thought uh, there was a real nice quote from Kirk Cousins talking about Santana Moss, that when he was on Washington, Santana Moss was there for like in his 15th year or something, still kicking it. And he said, that, you know, he showed me what I need to do during my off time, during my personal time to sit there and treat my body right to take this punishment that this league brings year after year, after year, after year, after year. So um, I think that, yeah, that, Nowhere in there is the, uh, yeah. the, the, the difficulty of practice mentioned. Yeah, for, for the record, it, I, I, I hate speculating like, on Tevin Jenkins. I fucking hate it. It's one of my least favorite things ever. It's, it's worthy to point out that, you know, this is a little fishy. I know Swifty said, hey, this is a physical injury. This and that. It may very well may be completely physical. I just think it's worthy of pointing out that. This guy does have a little bit of baggage, and for some reason, this news was kind of iffy coming out and whatnot. And and maybe there's something that they're trying to cover up. I mean, it's happened before; it could happen again. For all we know, there's a, a scenario where he's ready to go week. Well, yeah. Let, let me I, ask I this question. When, first off, let me just say, Swifty, welcome to the what's show. Up? What's up? What's up? Hey, I just want to ask the question: Whenever has a team? With a guy who is young and dealt with a ton of injuries and is trying to break the injury um, stigma and had just talked about it in his last press conference, how his main focus and everything he's focused on is proven that he can stay healthy. There's zero chance in the world they're going to say he has an injury when he doesn't. That is just pure mm. craziness to me. And in fact, his trainer has actually came on to Twitter and called people crazy and said it's an injury. There's another thing going on, too. His his wife is having a baby. There's yep. been three players who have just been excused to leave practice and go home and have a baby. They wouldn't make up an injury for a guy to do that. They said to the media, that guy's at DJ Moore's at home. His wife's having a baby. That happened a week ago. They would have done the same thing for Tevin if he wanted to go home and spend time with his wife and baby. They're not going to tell Swifty, people that he's injured if he wasn't. That's for Swifty, sure. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. Nate yeah. Davis missed three-fourths of training camp. Nate Davis non- has came out. There's been multiple rumors on that. There's pulled, People yeah. are saying he was loafing, and there's people saying he was dealing with an off-season injury, but that doesn't have anything to do with Tevin. It does. When, when Matt Eberflus puts a – and since last year, Matt Eberflus has very much put a emphasis on competitive advantage for injury information. And personally, I think that's a foul – I think that has been – Exactly, which is they give less information. <laughs> that they give the absolute bare minimum that they have to. It's already been confirmed what his injury is. That's a fact. It's done. He has but he has it's two gone calf from strains. Day to There's day been to guys week to, week to back to day to day. No, it's he's not. Week, no, he's week to week. He's been week to week the whole time. His hasn't changed. Flus has called him week to week. He's never called him day to day. He's only spoke about Tev once. You're talking about people who spoke about the injury during the four. The reason it was weird, it was because it happened after practice. He practiced. He spoke to the media. And then four days go by in a preseason game, which he didn't play, 
And then the injury was reported after the preseason game. That's why the timing was weird because he got hurt when he wasn't playing. But the injury is real. This isn't an excuse. People are anyone saying this isn't an injury is just pure craziness. Like, oh, I, why I on really earth would they say real. he's injured if he wasn't? Like, Swifty, I, I mean, I'm just bringing this up. Listen, I, I'm not there. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not one of his medical experts. I don't know. So I, I'm just saying, just as a general, like, I'm not even saying that it is a mental thing and blah, blah, blah. I'm just bringing up, just putting it on the table, throwing it out there that, hey, you know, him having a kid is one thing. But usually teams are okay with being very public if you have a kid on the way and something like that. Like you said, DJ Moore had one. They have no problem with telling the media that, hey, this guy's taking some personal time because, well, he just had a baby, right, or whatever. But if there is something going on, right, and like, and, and like, let me throw a hypothetical out there. Like, you know, we've seen guys in this league get addicted to pills. Like, what if he's an alcoholic or something? Like, if there is some kind of relapse oh, or something, what? or this, you think they just come up? Whoa, 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 like we're all even talking about it now, and it's very touchy. But I think, uh, like, how how is a coaching staff do you handle that? What I'm saying is the reason, the only reason, only reason I even have a splinter of thought into this is because the way the information came out, because the injury did happen while he wasn't practicing. Because um, I agree with David, I saw those reports too. It went from week to week to day to day to week to week. Like, well, wait, what's going on here? At first, they didn't even come when out. When was say, it what's day to wrong? day? At first, what? they just said what? he has a leg. You know what I mean? So, um, just bollocks, mate. You can't be that's bollocks. I'm sorry, man. Anyone who said it's day to day is someone <laughs> you're believing reports on Twitter or something. One, because it may not necessarily be too cat. I don't know. Hold on, I, hold I'm on, just, hold on. We got a lot of chaos going on here. Hold on, Chris. Chris, what, what were you saying? Well, I just think really. Ben, basically, whatever you call it, mate. I just think, really, you try to make a story out of a non-story. Why would the Bears lie about it? You know what I mean? And, like, you know, it, why would they cover anything up? They're not covering up. We're in, we're in off-season, mate. You know what I mean? You just try to look at some, make a story where there's no story. And you haven't got the facts. Like, just as like, Swifty said, I'm like, wait, wait, you want to let me finish? Or are you just going to carry on talking over me, man? Do you know what I mean? It's like a bit rude. <laughs> you know what I mean? What I'm oh, trying to say is like, well, whatever. You, you carry on, brother. I can't be asked. You carry on, mate. Listen, one asked. thing I know for sure is I'm definitely missing something to my uh, to my persona, my character here. You know, um, dude, I appreciate your authenticity. I really kind of need to work on getting my Polish accent back. So I could sit here and, and and talk with you know it's Bearski film I got to live up to it right because um, I've lost that thing man like but if I can sit here and go listen Bears will be good this year <laughs> I, I'm I thought you were about well <laughs> listen dude I, I'm telling maybe I'm wrong here and I, I'm not trying to go off on a Tevin Jenkins rabbit hole and whatnot I just think um, 
it's a weird random injury. I, I do know the guy's got some physical issues and whatnot, but it, it's been with his back before. Uh, he's an important player at this offensive line. We need him here week one, and I think there's still hope. I'm just saying all this because I still think there's hope for him to actually start week one against Green Bay. I don't think that that's off the table. And I know they're saying week to week and whatnot and this and that. I just – there's just something that feels fishy about the way all that came out. And I'm sorry. I think we've spent too much time going down yeah, that. And I didn't gonna, want to make gonna, this as gonna, big of a deal I'm as gonna, it is. But Jesus. I'm going to push you yeah. into a new conversation. Please. Please. I think, I think g- gently what we're trying to transition here. I'm going to save Paul here. Um, since the beginning of the Ryan Poles era, Tevin Jenkins was about to be traded – to Tampa Bay for a third round pick or something like that. There's some sort of miscommunication or unhealthy relationship with the front office of the Bears and Tevin Jenkins. That's been noted since the beginning, right? So since since the moment they came in, I have loved Tevin Jenkins. I have thought Tevin Jenkins was a Pro Bowl pick, a All Pro pick. I love the guy as a talent. I hope he does really well. But overall, like, there's been some sort of weird, I don't know, relationship, connectivity, like, uh, like regime change, whatever it is between Tevin Jenkins and, like, Ryan Poles and what he's doing, and then Flus and all the offensive stuff. There's, oh, there's a weird relationship. And Tevin Jenkins going out with a double calf strain week two of the preseason after he practiced, like, the day before, it's just a weird look. Whatever that means to anybody else – uh, it, it threw a red flag to me. It, it just it just feels weird. It could be legitimate. It could be for sure. Totally agree. Tevin Jenkins is, you know, all over the place in terms of like health wise and all that stuff. But it goes from neck to back. He went out in a game with a neck injury, a spinal cord injury, and then played the next week. Like me personally, if I had a spinal cord injury in a week, I'm probably not playing the rest of the season. There's some sort of weird, like, you know, disconnect going on between Tevin Jenkins playing, playing hard, going every day, and between right, what's let's, going let's on. Let's move so on. We got, we got Dan, 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 before, before we go anywhere, can I just say something, please? Oh, I yeah. don't know. We can't. I'd love oh, clarification Chad. on Tevin Jenkins. Man, people fucking I mean, hate The chat is like, what the fuck are you yeah, talking about? You kind of deserve it. Move on. You kind of deserve it. Come at me. Sorry, Chris probably hates me. I'm trying to save him here, but. Chris is yeah, you, got, you, got, you got Chris you go. brushing his you hair. You said Tev hair. might be an alcoholic, man. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, like this is a good dude who's dealt with some hard stuff in his career. Yeah. I, I know, but I'm saying like you don't know what's going on with people. Is all I'm saying. You don't know what's going on with people. That's what I'm saying. We don't know what's going on. We do know he's hurt. So to speculate anything else is just kind of crazy. He's bollocks. Absolute bollocks. I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, let's guess here. To speculate anything outside of an injury is an idiotic statement. I'll be 100% I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, there you go. Well, I think In this we, situation, yes. I think we That's just, just my our, opinion, of course. No. We finally just had our first debate on BCP where yeah. we actually had people disagreeing with each other. That was interesting to hear because, you know, there's not all of us as Bear fans feel the same way. We all have our own opinions. That's the best thing about this show is talking about them. A lot of times it seems like we all agree on the same thing. It's nice to see that there is disagreement on things. So I, I appreciate the debate. 
I'm sorry that it's uh, driving the chat crazy right now. I, I honestly think that the Darnell Wright. PJ had to leave. He's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. I'm usually the controversial dummy. I'm joking, dude. I mean, you, know, you know I'm kidding, right? Honestly, uh, that's let, why I'm right under you, you know? Let's move on. Let, let's change the subject. I would like to know how you guys you. feel about Justin Fields playing this weekend. And let's go. Uh, in fact, PJ, let's start with you because you've barely talked the entire show. Well, what's I got up, 20... PJ? How you doing tonight, man? Good to see you. I have a twenty-seven part question for you guys. Uh, Please do. Okay. <laughs> Got to get in here. Yeah, I'm just joking. Point. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, how do I feel about Justin Fields playing this week? You're um, like, fuck. If you would have played last week, it would have been a lot better because I was at the game. <laughs> You're gonna say, I get it. No, I think Next. I think um, I'm I'm of the opinion that with a without your starting line in front of you. And it being the third preseason game at this point, do you really want to play him? Because you're still trying to evaluate some players that you really haven't got a good look at before you cut down. So as much as we may want to see the reality of it, it just it just doesn't seem right. And I I kind of this is one of the first times I'm going to be critical of Iberflux because I thought really he should have played. Fields more in the first game, more, even more in the second game, and then in that third game, pull back. So I'm really skeptical about where he's at on this particular issue at this time. But me personally, at this point, I don't think I would play. I, I, I was at first I thought they weren't going to play him, and I was happy about that. And then I it came out today that they're playing him. Foster, how do you feel about that? I think it's good, man. Uh, after the game last Saturday, man, I thought this. I'm like, man, what if he's going to play him a bunch in this game and get him rolling for the season, man? So, so you get you get in a rhythm with these guys, and maybe maybe they could check out a few more of these guys, PJ, while they they throw them in on certain plays with Fields. A yeah, but I'm, I'm, some of these guys. I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. It doesn't mean I'm right. Right. I'm just saying. I, I, mean, I think it's a positive thing that they that they're playing them, man. Are you he hasn't got a lot of game action this season at all with with most of these guys. Okay, well, agreed. Agreed. But are you concerned with the line in front of you, Foster? Well, that's that's what you got to determine. So if 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 they don't feel comfortable enough, not you know holding them out last week because of the line, why do they feel comfortable enough playing them this week with the line? So that right. there has to be. I just, I just believe that the Bears are holding their cards very close to the vest. They're giving out the minimal information on the injuries, and they're not as bad as they're saying. I think within one or two weeks, man, most of these guys are going to be healthy, I believe, if that's what I read. Teb is the, Teb is the majest, uh, biggest concern from what I have read. Now, if I miss something, please tell me, because I've been on vacation the last week, and I have not, you know. But, I mean, I think it's a good thing. Why, why do they do it in Kansas City all the time? Why is he always playing Mahomes? What back in the day when we were younger, Pete, they played the starters a lot. They had four games, and they they saw who they had, and then they you know the starters always got a quarter of reps in those games. If you remember, sometimes longer. Sometimes the last game of the season, they'd run them the first half. Yeah. Get them in the rhythm for the think, following week or whenever the season. I, I think starts. generally the the preseason well, schedule has been changed based on the one to four, like three to four schedule. 
Right. Yeah. So that's really what you're looking at more there. But like, um, what I was talking about this even started, dude, when there was what six preseason games and 14 regular season games. That's how far right. I'm going back. <laughs> so there's there's a reason um, for everything. And I, and I still one last thing I'll shut up because oh, no, I, was, I still I, consider the first week or two of the season like preseason because because what they do in three games. It's just not enough anymore. Now, the practices in, in uh, Indianapolis were great because, man, did they get to see a lot against competition, man. And that last day, the first and the second second day was real chippy. Guys wanted to hit. Guys were – things were really going on. That's that's when you start seeing the real thing, man. So, but I'm happy that they're starting field. But it's probably going to be 10 or 15 plays at the most. So, it ain't going to be a ton. If it's that many, I'd be surprised. That's okay. that's the perfect that's the perfect summary, is that yeah. when you see when you see a joint practice and you see fifteen to twenty plays against, you know, starters on the other side, then you don't need to see it in the preseason. But if you're starting against the Bills and you want to see ten to fifteen plays against the starters, then that's reasonable. And if you know you tear an ACL in the preseason in week three, then it is what it is. You just you just get shitty luck. It is what it is. That's the perfect. Perfect summary by Foster. So, like, was it, you know, was it last year or year before last that Buffalo popped fields in the mouth in preseason? Last year. Yeah. That was last year. Okay. Will they do it again? Yeah. <laughs> that was also the year where Cleveland, he threw like 11 for 16 against Cleveland and looked like Patrick Mahomes for three touchdowns. But I mean, I'm, Shea, I'm, Shea made a good point on there, too. I don't know if you guys read that with the O line because Buffalo is playing their start. So, we will get to have a better idea of what we have going up against the top tier team. Yeah, Queen of the North says, I'm not going to lie. Since, five reps. Whatever. since Buffalo is playing the starters, I'll want his Chicago full starters on display, even if it's for one quarter. Let's see where what let's see what we're working with with, spe, with special with the old line. Or where are we old working line. with special with the old line? Yes. Well said. Chris, I'd like to know your your response to them playing fields this weekend. And I'll, I'm going to um, He can't overtake you. I'll, I'll just the fuck off anyway. Don't bother me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. I'm only, ta- mate, I'm, only, I'm only taking a piss. It's just style we like in the north of England. Sorry, man. Um, on us. <laughs> well, no. No, I'm not. Maybe. Am I? I don't know. <laughs> but... Um, I, I mean, I would like. I'm very much like BJ. Really, it's just it's just the state, the line. What's going to be in front of him if he's playing against the Buffalo starters and he's got an offensive line? What's like, you know, not played together? You know, he's just basically together because of injuries. And also, as well is if there aren't many other starters played as at start as well. Like, say, if DJ Moore's not playing, then you just think, well, what's the point? You know, what I mean, is it worth just sending somebody out for like? eight or nine players really you know what i mean because you know we're near the end of the training camp now it's not like after this weekend it's only two weeks to the season so yeah i'm sort of mixed with it. i'd like to see i'd like to, i would like to see him out because obviously when he played before it was just three short passes that went for touchdowns uh, but i'm just sort of really worried about that offensive line man and uh, you know and it's it's that it's that balance that says if it is it worth the risk do you know what I mean? Compared to reward, what you might benefit from it. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, bit, a little bit unsure, but if they do it, then I'll be happy as well. 
I'm fine with them playing Justin Fields in this game for no more than 15 snaps, 10 to 15 snaps tops, and pull him out of the game. And then I want to see Tyson Bajan play the other, the rest of the game, the entire game. <laughs> wow, everyone's just got shutting the fuck up right now. This is crazy. Oh, it's... not me. I mean, I thought I was <laughs> muted. I'll no, you going. were muted. I muted you. I, you, you, you've been unmuted since. You're good to go. Uh, all right. Am I good to go again? Yeah, you're good to go, guys. So, okay. So, I think it's. Um, uh, and you know what? It just to about the playing field, Chris. I'm sorry for talking over you. I didn't mean to do that. But you know, so I'm going to direct this. I'm on it. I'm on it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But I'm going to direct this at you. So I, I think, I think, one of my favorite things to do is to ask people, you know, where they think the first couple weeks of this season are at. So, so let's go, man. Week one versus Green Bay, win or loss. Well, we had it as a win. We have the uh, the record up here. Um, we have this is our this is our uh, collective BCP oh. record, eleven and six. <laughs> yeah, wow. see, it's a win, win, a loss, win, 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 win. And I think in that four stretch of wins between Broncos, Commanders, Vikings, Raiders, I see all of those games. Now, like I said, me personally, I have them at seven, eight wins, and. I think those that four game win streak you have right there. I think that's there's some trap games there, guys. We did not beat the Commanders last year. We didn't. So to sit there and just write it off as a win is a little, you know, we still have to go out there and do it. I know that's a very winnable game. You can sit there and make the argument that the positions that we've upgraded were the positions that helped us lose those games. Same thing with the Vikings. You know, we, we didn't beat them the first time around. Um, the Raiders, I think, might be better than a lot of people expect. We're out. Over there, and uh, um, you know, I think they might kind of find the rhythm a little bit by that time. And I think the Broncos too. I think you know the Broncos had a really, really rough time last year with Russell Wilson. But if Sean Payton's there and can get anything going by week four, they may be an improving kind of team. So I, you know, there's a lot of room for uh, you know some questionable games. I just want to know where you guys stand with this in in the first five games. Where do you think the Bears are at? Because I think the more realistic thing, this you got them at four and one. I, I think three and two is a more realistic uh, record at start. I think there's a loss in there somewhere too. I'm just getting fucking major anxiety about this Green Bay game. It's <laughs> as, as it starts to creep up on us. You know, we can sit here and talk shit while we're doing the draft. We can sit here and we'll talk shit about that later, and we'll just talk about how much we freak out about it. Yeah, it's because it's it's like now it's getting close, right? And now if it comes down to fuck me, a third, if not Hall of Fame, but great quarterback, I don't know. Don't say it, Don. Don't say it. That's all. I, that's all. Don't I say it, man. Yeah, it would be awful. So I'm I'm just I, I can't. We're going to win this game. We're going to win that I've, first game. I've Hell. thought about this logically before as well. And not only does losing to Green Bay just suck, like, on every level emotionally, but you lose at home to a division rival that you play in week 17. 
That shit is so fucking intense for the division. It's insane for the last game. It sucks so much. You can't fucking lose week one. You can't. Not to it the Packers so with Jordan bad. Love. No. I thought about it. I'll say this. If if I can interject for interject for a minute. Please. Um, I'll Talk say down. I'll say that I'm disappointed in how Eberflus has handled this preseason. Because the way he's handled it, I don't feel comfortable as be, before the preseason started that, you know, we'd be prepared for week one. The way he's handled it with the lack of starters playing, seem like they have no continuity going to where they can, you know, know what to expect. They have none of that. Be it defense or offense, you constantly got players missing to where I'm like, what are we for real? Because unless you've been to a practice, which I haven't, I mean, I know Foster has and uh, Swifty has, I haven't. So unless you've really been at a practice, what do we know what we have? Because I keep hearing reports that Ndokwe hasn't even practiced yet. Nate Davis hasn't even practiced with the pads on in contact. Uh, we got all these different issues going on. Come game time for Green Bay, what are we going to really have? That's my concern. You know what we're going to have? We're going to have Justin Fields, and they're going to have Jordan Love. And that's really what it comes down to. I'm telling you guys, this whole season, the whole season comes down to Justin Fields and the performance of our quarterback. Man, if this kid is for real, if he's legit, then there's no chance we lose. There's the part of me that just thinks that Jordan Love is um, just like Rain Man. He's just like an idiot savant. He just like goes and parties on boats and just throws like three touchdowns at 350 yards and just absolutely just tears us up. And I, it's maybe. He's getting pulled. That's it. <laughs> Finish my drink on that one because delayed uh, hook, delayed hook. That <laughs> don't worry, dude. Then you're saying, Why are you about about you? Oh, it's yeah. so good. Slippy said, Why You know, I'm right. You know, I'm right. You know, no, it's what? interesting because no, week one he, last no, year, you're not right. He's getting pulled again. He's out of here again, guys. Week <laughs> one last year, I called David at halftime, and at halftime, I was, I told him, I go. After that little preseason game where Fields threw for three touchdowns and everybody got all pumped and everything like that, I called him at halftime during the San Francisco game and I uh, said, listen, I understand the weather conditions. I understand first-time coach, first-time uh, offensive coordinator. I go, this might have been the worst half of football I've seen. And we won that game, guys. We won. Um, there's a lot that a quarterback can do for you. I'm expecting a lot from Justin Fields. I'm expecting him to overcome these team injuries. I'm expecting him to uh, have way more of a rapport with the wide receivers this year. Um, Cole Komet going down kind of sucks, too, because I really expected him a lot from him early on. But I think he's done a lot to address the depth in that position. Um, I think Sam Mustafer last year at center still was a worse situation than what we're going to deal with at the start of this year. Again, they, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. So, no, no, sorry, PJ. I mean, I mean, it's all right to say now, but if we haven't got an off a healthy offensive line who's going to block for fields, then it's it's completely mute how good fields is going to be anyway. And that's our biggest concern at this moment in time, all the injuries on the offensive line. 
uh, that's how I feel about the situation. I don't, I, I don't believe that it, that a team sport should all just be down to one player. It's like, the, you know, football, it's like the ultimate team sport. Like in each player, everybody's got to do a job all at the same time and do it right. So like you could have what you could have the best quarterback in the world, but if he's still not got an offensive line who can block for him, like we saw last year, then he's still gonna he's still gonna have the same struggles. Right. And and here's the thing. if you think about what Green Bay has other than love, they have a good defense. They have a good running game. So love doesn't have to be well, you're right, two good running backs. Uh, they don't have to have a great uh, Aaron Rodgers to beat us. Even if, let's say, Love just throws one or two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh, shit. It's random trivia time again, guys. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, the Bears have never lost a game in which their quarterback has thrown for over 400 yards. A true be false 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 have we, have we actually had a quarterback that's thrown 400 yards i can remember jim miller throwing for 400 yards and i believe it was a loss flip a coin right yeah i'm gonna say uh it's false b does everybody else say i'm saying b I believe Jim Miller did, Foster. Do you believe? I, I told you about that, Dad, dude, so I'm not going to believe what you think. You <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's just go down the board there. PJ, what, 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 are, you, what, are, you, what are you saying here? False. False? Bearski? Falski? I have no idea. Uh, I'll go with PJ. False. False? Chris? I'm going to say false as well. False. Uh, Dave, Dave Ski, what's your answer? I'm going to say true. The Bears have never lost a game in which their quarterback has thrown for over 400 yards. Let's go to chat here. We got Doug Van Dorn saying B, false. Swifty saying B, false. Cliff Victoria saying B, false. Mark Kazak saying thanks, Doug. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Has any quarterback ever thrown for 400 yards against the Packers? Plank is saying false. Hair Bear saying false. A A uh, AC Adams saying false. What else do we have in here? It's, it's got to be true because they never did it. They never the Bears have never Oops. lost a game in which their quarterback is thrown. I'm going to say true. I want to say true. It's a trick question. It's true. But what's the answer there, Walt? The answer is B. Ah, fuck. PJ was right. Swift. Swift beats. Uh, yeah, like great game last year. I'd like to know when that became true or false. <laughs> Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Me too. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm going, trying to go in my head. How many 400-yard passing games have we had in the last just this century, I'll say. I'm, I'm willing to say, I'm willing to say that it'd probably be hard pressed if we actually won a game where a quarterback threw for over forty yards. Yeah, that's probably because I think if I'm not mistaken, it was either Miller or uh, Cutler or Kramer, one of those three. I think 
They threw him. Haney threw for three forty-two in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I remember throwing, someone throwing over four hundred yards, and we lost that game. I remember that. I can't remember who it was. Jim Miller did it. Billy Wade did it. Uh, Sid Luckman did it. So it was Jim, Jim uh, Miller. I knew Jim Miller did, did it. For the Bears? No way. No way. Not for the Bears, right? No. Cincinnati. Jim Miller was lights out in that year when we went 13-3. and three. Jim Miller, I like Jim Miller, man. So did I. That's why he's a fucking... Yeah, Miller's still working for the Bears now. <laughs> yeah. There's only been four total. Miller, Wade, Blue Jack, and Luckman. You have one more for us, uh, Walt? What was Red Grange's legal first name? Well, this is a good one. A. Harold, B. Ronald, C. Reginald, or D. Humphrey? Oh, this is a good one. Mm. Okay, Foster and PJ, you probably know this one really well. I know the answer. Ageist. <laughs> Fuck. That's yeah, I have no one. idea who that is. Um, I'm looking at the Foster here. I think it's I'd B. Like to- Harold. Oh, I'm going to wait for Foster's answer. Red. Harold Red Grange. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go with A, too. <laughs> I'll take A. I think, I think I know it. I think I do. I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm going with the senior. That would be PJ. That would be PJ. the christening. <laughs> Chris. I'm going to go with A, Harold. So Foster's saying A. P, what are you saying, PJ? I'll say C. Reginald. Polsky? Uh, what did Foster say? He said uh, A, Harold. A. Chris, you're going with A, too? No, I'm going to go with D because I can say Humphrey. Because I think it's quite a funny sounding name. <laughs> I was going to say C because I like Reginald the way that sounds. So Chris might be onto something here. Yeah. <laughs> Is Dave Ski still there? Doesn't look like it. Yep. Looks like we lost. Oh, Dave. Oh, yeah, my, uh, Brian, he, he went to go shit in his pants over the offensive line. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring that back up if you guys want. <laughs> Did you read the Kirby question, Dave? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Foster just because. <laughs> <laughs> Foster, I, I think I think it's because you're old. <laughs> yeah, I think most of them are kind of <laughs> just throwing it out there. The, the guy, you know. Yeah, exactly. Foster, Foster has more gray hairs on his chin than I do my balls. <laughs> Sorry, guy. However. Foster is under like yeah. 95 degree heat right now, so even his memory might be a little bit, you know. A little bit. It's, it's been a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but let, let, at least we have beer back, Foster. You don't look like a bo- uh, what you call it, a trimbolic. Family <laughs> <laughs> guy. What is it? What is it? Well, let's go to chat first. Ch- uh, chat says, um, let's see. D Mark Marquezak says D Humphrey, Cliff Victoria says A Harold, Keo Credo says it's A, Plank says C, 
AC Adams says A. Uh, King Buka World. Thanks for joining us, King Buka. Says D. Let's see who who else do we have in here. All right, let's get let's get the answer here. Well, I think it's A. It is A. Ah, I knew it. Going with Foster on that was the right way to go. <laughs> well done. Kyo Carito is pointing out that I was one and two. Now I'm two and two. So thank you, well, Kyo. I, I don't have a trivia question, but I do have some statistics that I would like to share with you guys real quick, if that's okay. Um, I know people will probably hate me for my personal opinion, but I will at least maybe try and save myself here with some numbers and some talk. So, uh, I don't know if we could upload that. I, I, I did upload it. Um, one of the, the videos I made um, a while back at the, at the end of the season was dropbacks versus pass attempts because I wanted to try and figure out exactly what the percentage of plays where kind of chaos happens. Um, so what this is, what this essentially shows is, you know, when you have a pass play called, you're dropping back to pass the ball how many you know what percentage of the time does something else other happen than a pass and tom brady in the last year of his career was still the master of this only four percent of the time plays broke down on him and those were probably mostly sacks because you know tom brady even if the uh, offensive line gives up their um uh you know gives some pressure up and whatever and he's got a free runner coming at him he's just going to throw the ball at the ground that's still counted as an incomplete pass right so you have a lot of the guys in the league uh, who are good 10%, 8%, 9%, 9%, 11%, 9%, 9%. Like the whole top row, you're looking at a good number of guys that, you know, one out of every 10 pass plays called, they're either winding up with a sack or a, a run or, or something other than a pass. Now, at the bottom row, you kind of see some of the guys that do rush a little bit more, like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, um, Kyler Murray. We have even Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, uh, even Geno Smith. Uh, you're looking at more than 12 to 15 percent of the time when an offensive uh, pass play is called, something else happens. Now, Russell Wilson had a really bad year in in Denver and um, there was a lot of chaos there in that offense and he's at 20% in one every five and it was just such an outlier to see this number on Justin Fields 29% of the time I mean we're talking 444 dropbacks for uh, with 318 attempts so literally a third of the time that they called a pass play it resulted in either a sack or a rush or, you know what I mean, or I guess a fumble or whatever, something other than what the game plan is. And I keep going back to this. It's a video that I made a while ago. But um, I think this really truly tells the whole story of last year. And I think this is where we really need to take a good step forward and it, it at least improve the efficiency of running the game plan and running the offense that's being called. Because this could drive a coordinator and some coaching staff mad. Um, so, yeah, I just want to share that with everybody because it, it's been a concern for me. So if we're going to see uh, progress from Justin Fields this year, if we're expect, like David said, you know, to rush for over a thousand yards doesn't happen much. It's an anomaly. If we expect Fields to pass more and rush less, this is what needs to happen. You know, and 29 percent is huge. That's due to the offensive line giving a pressure. That's due to Fields uh, having early reads and not hitting them. Some of it is on him. You know, um, that's due to a lot of different factors combined. You don't get there just due to one reason. So I just want to say that 
there's been the Bears had a lot of problems last year. There's a lot to fix here. That's that's why I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs this year or anything like that. I think they're old, but I think they have to overachieve to get to it. But this is the area of the game where I would love to see them take a step forward and improve it. Bearsky, that was an awesome breakdown. Thank you, man. Thank you for that graphic. Yeah, no problem. Is is anybody as amazed as I am though as what he's done from in two drafts in a one year period from April to April? I'm to, to strengthen this entire team roster. We've been saying it on BCP and bear and in polls we trust, right? Yes. PGT. <laughs> Guys, so many, I'm looking at this graph, and there's so many factors you can factor into this. I start looking at, like, okay, so I take one guy, Hurts. This is at 15%. They got a pretty good offensive line for it to be that high. I'm just throwing well, it out there. He's a rusher, so he's going to trust his legs on some more of the plays than more of the other guys. Like, Tom Brady's not about to sit here and rush at all. That's why he's leading this category with 4%. He's going to sit there, and if you're calling a pass play, if it doesn't go according to plan, you throw the ball out of bounds or you throw the ball at the ground. Like um, looking, at, looking at the numbers, though, it can kind of even tell you who's got what offensive line. Just look at the percentages and then look at the team you're looking at, and then go back and look at their line. Just, just an observation doesn't even mean I'm right. No, dude. The power of polls compels you. Yes. Mayhem says. Absolutely, Cliff. 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 Foster, I've never seen a GM do much so quickly. You're 100% correct, Cliff. We should probably get to the chat a little bit more here. We haven't really been talking to you guys. You guys are over here. If I can move the conversation totally different. That's like related to polls moving the moving the needle. What is your guys's number one um i guess just what is your bottom line for a jonathan taylor trade nonsense absolute nonsense what is your bottom line though what are, where where it's, are you, no at, line. How do you feel about it that ain't gonna happen yeah it ain't gonna happen. pick at the most but i i wouldn't want to trade a pick for a running back that we have to pay you gotta pay okay. him, right exactly you have to pay him and so that polls is not I asked this question as the number one. I I absolutely think it's the most ridiculous trade in the world. Don't want it to happen. Think it's the dumbest possible trade. I'm just curious what people think about it because I I want to see what Jonathan people who are fans of Jonathan Taylor. What do they think about it? What do they want to give up for him? And how is it like? How is it viewed? Because right now it's Dolphins, Bears, Eagles. No, there's zero. And there's a lot of traction on it. I'm just curious what people. No, think. and like you sent me the thing with Stefan Diggs saying Stefan Diggs also has the Bears as his second number one team. That's cute. You'd have to trade for the guy though. Listen, oh, I'm just curious. I, I honestly, just to drive the conversation and like Cole treats uh, draft picks like gold bars. Like they're gold draft picks are gold bars to Ryan Poles. So I don't. I, don't, I think, I, it's, I, I think I it's strange that there's so much traction on Jonathan Tra- Taylor trade. I, well, there it is. is I think it's, it, I, it's I think weird. It's lazy media. What I read. Something I just think it's an odd story. And it just made me. It made me cringe because it said. I think it was the Bears, Denver, and somebody else. There was like three teams that. 
It's Miami, were, Philadelphia, Chicago. That's it. That's that's what it was. You're right. Yeah. But I just don't and see I think, why. I think it's I incredibly strange. And I, 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 I literally think, went through stat track and I, I tracked NFL running back trades through the last 10 years. And anything above a second round tr- like draft pick, I found to be absolutely absurd. Christian McCaffrey did not warrant a first round pick. And we're talking about a first round pick for Jonathan Taylor. If you no. can get Jonathan Taylor for a third round pick and then pay him, I guess I can live with it. I suppose. I don't want it, but I can live with it. A third rounder and money. Nope. I can live with it, but I don't nope. want it. And, and I'm and here- looking at the I'm looking at the history of running back trades. Guys, news flash, fucking red flags everywhere. It's never worked out. You never win trading for a running back. It's cool. never worked out. It's never happened. It hasn't happened. It's not going to happen this time. But um, there's a lot of yeah, traction what, what, on it. And... Yeah, but what about, what, what about uh, McCaffrey when he's gone to San Francisco last year? He had great success at San Francisco. He was one of their best offensive players. And that was halfway through the season trades. Uh, I don't think your theory sort of really makes much sense totally that's that's a pick that makes sense and you put him behind an amazing line and it's it's a running back that makes sense and and still you have to trade a second two-thirds two-fourths and it's a lot of value but i feel like you you put elijah like literally i i not knowing san francisco can name the last three running backs behind christian McCaffrey: elijah mitchell raheem mostert and then like I don't know, fill in name, I suppose, but like it's just guys that fit, right? So Christian McCaffrey costing five draft picks to Carolina to me was insane. And that's fine. I I love San Francisco. I think they've made some really bad trades lately, but Um, uh, just to drive the conversation, I think like Jonathan Taylor right now is an absolute, I don't know, like nuclear radiated, player i don't play. want it if the bears play him or trade for him i i guess i have to be a fan but i don't want to be because yeah. it's going to be painful to suck up like a first round or second round pick for jonathan taylor that's why would the bears make that trade yeah why would they do that why would they make that connection between regimes zone running schemes lots of things that make sense but and this is where you would start to doubt ryan poles i suppose but Chris Jones has been brought up lately. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a legitimate thing or if it's a completely speculative thing because the Bears have draft picks. Chris Jones has been brought up for Bears. Jonathan Taylor brought up for the Bears. Like anybody who's – Stephon Diggs. But, but let me, let me throw this for the out Bears. there like, Is it because of draft picks or because the Bears are actually shopping for players? I won't say that. What, what I will say is this is polls looks at everything. So maybe he picks up the phone out of interest and says, Hey, what's, yeah. what do you guys want for this guy? What if, you know what? I need something else too in this trade. If we're going to do this, you got to give yeah. me an offensive lineman or another pass rush. Well, that's why I, I just, my opening question was, what is your guy's else? bottom line? What is your guy's bottom line for a Jonathan Taylor pick? I had Chris opened up with absolute rubbish. And like, yeah. so, you know, like 
you know, whoever, what do you guys think? It's what it is. What is it? Is it third yeah. round pick? Is it a fourth round pick? Is it a first round pick? I'm just curious. I agree. With I hate Chris. it. No, it's, it's none of those. Like, dude, you don't. I agree with Chris 100%. Chris is right. It is absolute rubbish. Um, dude, the, the track record of Ryan Pulse so far it speaks volumes about value. Value, 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 value. We just drafted Roshan Johnson in the fourth round. I'll make this point. You said the most important player to not get injured on the offense is Braxton Jones, and I said this to you the other night. We picked him up in the fifth round last year. So you're telling me a year later that our fifth-round draft pick getting hurt can be the most devastating thing that could happen to our offensive line. Who's our fifth-round draft pick this year? Uh, Travis Bell and the linebacker, Sewell? Imagine if next year I'm sitting here telling you that if Travis Bell gets injured, our defense is You know what I mean? Right? Because it matters what kind of production you have. Braxton Jones is the real deal. It doesn't matter if you get But it's Listen, listen. The Bears are not. to the volumes of the draft pick. I'm not willing to the third-round pick. For Jonathan Taylor, don't think it's a worthless conversation. They're not trading for Jonathan Taylor. They stocked up on running back here in the draft and in, in, in free agency. We're good to go at running back. Plus, Justin Fields will make up for any lack that we have. There's still going to be some running running plays from Justin. Hopefully not as much, but there will be. I, I'd like to change the subject and um, kind of pull up here there that we actually have um, – Mongo McMichael is he's, he has become the senior finalist for the Pro Bowl class yep. Hall of Fame class of I'm sorry Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2024. It's it's Mongo. next year. Long overdue. I, you know it would be nice if it was this year so we could see it happen with his eyes. Yeah. But um, I'm just—I just wanted to bring this up because it's—it's it's exciting that he. I mean, dude, we—we we had an entire show dedicated to Mongo and how his stats were better than Howie Long's. He played longer than Howie Long. There's just—he's won as many Super Bowls as Howie Long. There's no reason why Mongo should not be in the Hall of Fame, and so he's getting his chance in 2024. Long yeah, let's go. Let's go down the. Let's go down the line. There, we'll start with you, Foster, then PJ. <clears throat> I, want, I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. It, it, this is long overdue, right? I, I've been pushing for this since March. He's been. A, he's still pinned on my Twitter page at the top of it, man. Long overdue. I don't know how many. I, I pulled up like four or five videos and put those all out on Twitter, just to show numbers and statistics. And if because if you go by that. He's got to be in the Hall of Fame because there's too many guys who did less that are in the Hall of Fame. So I'm, I'm thrilled, man. And, and it's long overdue. I had the pleasure of spending about 20 minutes with this guy once. What, a, what an excellent human being. You, you, you wouldn't think, I mean, you wouldn't, his character doesn't fit who he is, but he's just, what a great, what a great guy. I, I talked to him for 40 minutes with a bunch of kids, and all he did was take care of those kids more than anything else. That shows you something about a person. Well, I'm, thrilled. I'm thrilled. Uh, I think uh, if you look at the numbers, he's uh, top five in defensive tackles 
uh, for sacks. He had a 16-year NFL career, I believe. So the numbers speak for themselves that he should be in a hall. I mean, even if you take away all the emotion, him even being a bear player, the fact that he, just by his numbers, it said <clears throat> he should be in a Hall of Fame. So I think it's long overdue. Take take him out of the Bears team for all those years, man. And what you got that that messes up that mm. defense. Sorry, does. Uh, Chris, I think I know what you're about to say, and I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, well overdue. I mean, Monga is a part of the team who actually made me fall in love with football. I made me a Chicago Bears fan, and the reason why I'm, I'm you know, sat here at 20, uh, 10 to 4 in the morning talking Chicago Bears are you guys. You know, he's a part of that. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's just so, it, it, it's, it's great that it's come, but it's just so sad that they've waited so long, you know, just due to his health condition. I, I saw him on, on a report today, and, you know, it's just when you see a picture of him when he's younger and you see what it looks like now. It's absolutely heartbreaking. It's like you said, Dan, it's such a shame that, you know, it could have happened this year for the guy. Because I just want him to be conscious to know that he knows what's going on, that he knows that he's won it and, you know, and that it's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, he's always been one of my favourite players. And it's like I say, we're a part of that, that uh, generational 85 Chicago Bears team, which really took over the world and really sort of pushed the NFL outside of America. And what made you a fan over there in England? Yeah. He's part of what made you a fan, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. All of it, because as well, it's sort of like a part, well, big part of the 85 team is it's not, it's not so much that they were all absolutely great players. It were all the personalities as well. What drew me to that team, like Jim McMahon, Sweetness, Dicter, you know, the 46 defense, Wilbur Marshall hitting that Lions quarterback, which I thought he killed him. Um, so yeah, anybody who's a part of that era of best football, I, I, I absolutely adore him. I knew you would say that. <laughs> I, know. I am predictable. <laughs> I saw a tweet. I, I saw a tweet on Twitter today, or X, whatever you want to call it, from Miss McMichael, who is uh, Mongo's sister. Just uh, thanking everyone for all the well wishes and support of Mongo. Um, you know, getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I, I had to reply to it. It was heartfelt, and he's, mm. you know, his. His fan base, one of the things I said was his fan base in Chicago is just unwavering. We mm. love Mongo. And part of the reason why I think he's not in the Hall of Fame yet is because of the bias, or I should say the the lack of bias. Well, I don't know how to word it. It, it seems like they just don't want to put too many p uh, players from that team in, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. They, well, they're like, we can't just keep adding to every player. We're, Eventually, there'll be like half the team from that season in the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. right, Chris? And so maybe, you know, like yeah. that's what's I mean, so, 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 sorry, Dad, do you think like, because like you, you were always a bit of a larger life sort of personality. And I know like, you know, he, you know, he had his moments through his life. Do you think that might have affected, you know, the votes? And that's why it's such so long for him to get in because he lived a bit of a colorful private life. I, I don't know. Do you know. think that's going to make a difference? I, I don't think it made a difference, Chris. I'm just, 
I, I honestly don't know. It's if you look at the numbers and you compare them to all the That's other the defensive they, they Yeah. They didn't want to put all those bears in the Hall of Fame, man. Right. It's it's too I'm many bears. You, man. Nobody believes this, but this has been going going on my entire lifetime. My father told me about it when I was a kid. The East West Coast media bias, especially against the Bears. It's been there forever. Yeah. If you watch and you pay attention, you will see it. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to do with the Hall of Fame and everything else and the Pro Bowl selections and all that every damn year. Sorry. That's my take, man. They uh, actually caught it when they started Monday Night Football, when they just totally ignored the Bears forever because we sucked. Yeah. Um, wow, we just shut up Bearski. See, I, I'm 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 sitting here and I'm kinda in a little dilemma, right? Because um <laughs> I think what's happening is I'm now known for fish yellow and Kevin <laughs> Jenkins an alcoholic. <laughs> you know, and, and so I actually, I actually called him that I I, I hinted to that. In one of my first five shows on BC. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. It's just an example of a off-the-field personal situation that's very real. I mean, people have real lives and whatever. I'm not saying he's an alcoholic. I'm saying there's something other than physical stuff going on there. And, and I don't want to get back to it. I don't. Might as well put up a fucking picture of fish, Jello. I mean, but uh, <laughs> what I do want to do uh, say is i know i shared a little 20 30 second video with you guys right before the start of the show of some mainstream media fucking up information worse than i do so i don't know if we could pull up that little colin countered clip and just show the fans exactly why this guy is worthless i um you know just uh the first time i was on the show i know you guys went off about him and i was like man this guy's not worth our time he's not worth our time but that's why i kind of put together just a little since then He's he, he, this guy. It's just it's sad what's going on. I can't believe he gets paid to actually present people some of this information. Um, if you could play that video, uh, it might take some of the heat off me a little bit. And about 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 the AFC championship, you know, trophy over a Mahomes or a Burrow. Hey, Twenty guys who are not getting to a Super Bowl. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Dwayne Haskins, guy, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, that it says can win Super Bowls. It's can't. Can't win Super Bowls. I saw that. Dwayne Haskins is dead. Yeah. The man passed. Of course he can't win a Super Bowl. Um, the beginning of that video, uh, he said that Geno Smith will never hold the AFC Championship trophy above Mahomes and Burrow. Yeah, because Seattle plays. He's not good the AFC. For the NFC, right. Exactly. Of course he won't. They play it in the. <laughs> you're on TV and you don't know what the te- division the team plays for? They're like, listen, guys, I, I may be out there here saying whatever I'm saying. I don't think I'm that bad, though, right? Please, no, no not not at all. No, 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 no. no. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, oh, cow, cow. Communication, it happens. Listen, uh, Bersky, you, I mean, you love the talk so much that you've shut up PJ and Foster the whole show. Dan's been waiting, Dan's been, Dan's been waiting six months for that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <in> my, <laughs> every time I've been on here. 
You've that. shut us off. I, 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 I thought they were both like, uh, I don't know, shy and quiet. <laughs> well, Foster, fucking hell. Chris told me to shut the fuck up at some point. Like, dude, you're talking over me. Stop. Neither of these guys do it. So Chris, Chris, Chris went off on you there for a second. He was like, I'll fucking kick your ass right now. Shut the fuck up. Dude, I heard he's got uh, I heard he's got to go fund me to come here and kick my ass. Yes, he will. He'll kick your ass, go fund me style. I would love. Yeah. Set aside a hundred bucks for this man. Give yeah. him a hug and, and spread love from one Bears fan to another uh, man. Uh, I'm a. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'll be. I'll be in Chicago from the 12th of October to the 23rd. If you want to meet up. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, no, uh, my friend. Yeah. Well, no, mate, I mean, regarding, regarding, uh, sorry, mate, what was that? No, no, I just no, say, no, no, no. I need it. real close to me. I'm sorry, I need it. Yeah, yeah. Do it. No, 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 I tell people to fucking shit up and fuck off all the time, mate. It's just the yeah. north of England in me. I can't do anything about it. But, uh, yeah, regarding uh, Colin Coward, I mean, these boys know what I'm going to say. He's just a fucking wanker. He's just a pure fucking wanker. He's just a fucking king, and he's just full of shit, and he's just a wanker, and that's it. <laughs> just a wanker. A fucking just wanker. A wanker, mate. A wanker. So, uh, <laughs> so Foster and Chris are going to the Raiders game, Polsky. So maybe you guys can meet up and 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 bro hug okay. it out. Yeah, hell yeah, I would love to. Uh, uh, we'll have fun. We're all the same, man. We're all the same guys. PJ and Foster uh, need to talk more. I, let's hear from you guys more. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Say something. <laughs> Come on, PJ. I just kept thinking. I just get. I kept. Sorry, I kept thinking. PJ, just let. Let last week's game go. I know you. Did, I know it feels it play, but just let it go, brother. I can't, you just look so sad and so pissed off, mate. So let it go. It was last week, man. Just let it go. <laughs> He's been upset for like since forty-five minutes into the last show when it was like announced that. Justin yeah. Like sitting there going. Yeah. The show, just like. Sitting there, about, the, I just, I just did what? Let me pitch this. I just uploaded a video, uh, a short, one minute long. Let if you guys could play it, and then I want to hear both PJ's and Foster's opinion. Okay. Just incredible. You know, that's what people say, but uh, <laughs> I leave it up to the people. I don't, you know, give nicknames for myself. Incredible quarterback, like breakaway speed, and some of those plays where you're just like blazing by people is so much fun to watch now a lot of people uh are haters online yeah so sure. i want us to get on the same page because people will be like oh justin feels just a running back i usually tell those people fuck you i hope you die what's like what should i say <clears throat> maybe maybe the company line that we can get on the same page uh maybe a little nicer like yeah i mean i wouldn't i mean personally i wouldn't say you know if you hope you die but uh but i'll do it for you but yeah okay yeah. um but i, I could do something different you know, usually I don't I don't pay attention to that because the amounts of you know people that are dumb online is just it's just crazy to me. I mean, I've seen 
so many absurd <laughs> takes about you know whatever topic so i mean usually i don't pay any mind to that i remember what <laughs> that's a great clip uh, I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> I remember watching that. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. you. I hope you die. I was like, whoa. Yeah, but what's the nice? What's the company line here? <laughs> uh, guys, like, I would never want to say that on my own podcast. You know, well, I just, I, I, I thought to myself, well, fuck you. I hope you die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, dude, I, I relate to Barstool Big Cat so much. I'm with him, though, man. And I truly feel that's the case for the season. Like, I don't want Fields to have another 1,000-yard rushing season. And no, uh, he said it before, too. He wants to break the passing records. Like, Yes. Yeah. Like, If he does, he'll be MVP. By a long shot. Um, I think there was a hot take that came out recently. Uh, I forgot who it was exactly, but somebody said that Fields has more of an upside than Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I've been saying that the whole time. Like, he's bigger, he's stronger, the, he's faster, he can make all the throws. There is more upside. There's just less talent around the guy, man. I, I got into somebody. I got into it with somebody on Twitter that's pretty good. I, I think he was calling me a, a damn idiot and all this stuff because he was saying how – uh, Hertz is top of the line, blah, blah, blah. And then they're showing the Bears game literally with the Bears are down by three points in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter. And I said, I said, that's not an elite quarterback. That's a complete lack of talent on the Bears side that he was able to do it. I mean, I might, I might have been pushing the gun there, but but I'm like with, uh, with Justin Fields, man. I, I've been told all my life I can't do things or I'm not going to do this or amount to much and all this crap. It doesn't matter what anybody's says man you just go out there and you do what you got to do man that 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 philadelphia game last year um this this was a particular thing with this one gentleman where he just was going on and on about how much hurts is better than justin fields and i think anybody who's seen hurts allen or justin fields because this was the conversation again can agree if you've seen it justin has way more upside than both those guys in my opinion mm -hmm. i don't see how you can't mm -hmm. see that no. I mean, I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, even those guys, their first years, both of them, Hurts and Allen, look at their first seasons where they played yeah. 10 or 12 games. For Hurts, it's yeah. really last year. It's his big year, man. That's it. Yeah. And you think, and you think about Foster, I mean, a lot of that is due to that the, the Eagles improved his weapons as well. That's so as soon as, he, as soon as they improved his weapons for Hurts, you saw the improvement, you know. If you haven't got, you know, don't matter how good you are at a quarterback, if you, if you got a receiver who don't get, uh, who can't get open, don't make a difference, does it? So, uh, yeah, and that's why, that, that's obviously what the Bears are trying to do for Fields this season, bringing bringing better talent for him to, you know, to target. So uh, hopefully, we'll, 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 you know, we're going to have similar results as what Philadelphia had with Hurts. I had I had a statement too. I said you take Jalen Hurts and you put him on the Bears last year. There's no way. Yeah, I would be saying. No yeah. way he does what Fields did last year. He don't have those numbers. He's on the ground. Yeah. He probably doesn't Especially, play the whole season. Yeah. He's probably injured. I know he's mobile, but he's not Fields. Yeah. Um, the I never got to the company line, did I? Fuck no. you! I hope you try. There, I got to the company line. PJ, what's up? <laughs> That's not true. Though. As far as the company line goes, I mean, I think, you know, Fields is a class act. So he didn't want to get sucked into that uh, banter there. Um, mm -hmm. 
it's the bottom line is you know he has he has to show a lot this year there's no excuses i mean he has his weapons um he has a second year in the offense he has uh hopefully an improved line but like i told you guys earlier the the biggest drawback for me is i still don't i haven't seen what Mm. field is yet because of his lack of playing time in the preseason yeah he threw a screen pass went for a touchdown he threw another screen pass went for a touchdown threw another screen pass went for 10 yards uh out of bounds i'm glad he's working on this underneath game so but i still haven't seen it all and again for the people who seen him in practice man uh you guys have seen something i haven't seen yet i like the chemistry that him and moore has but we have we really seen a chemistry between him and claypool because claypool uh is now injured again so <laughs> where's that chemistry at i mean him and mooney i we we haven't seen it in the game of course so i i don't know i mean i'm, I'm hoping it's there so it's built on a lot of hopes right now I feel like I was trying to say earlier, I feel less positive about where we are with our offense or our team as a whole than before the preseason started. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say what would be interesting, PJ, is if we had this conversation about a month's time after the first four games, you know, it'd be really interesting to go back and sort of review that sort of initial quarter of the season to see yes. to see how things have panned out, you know, what you just sort of suggested. So, yeah, I mean, we have had a, a small sample size for Justin Fields and... Well, I just think they've got a lot. I think, I know, I shouldn't really bring up the Colts up anymore, PJ, for you, mate. But, like, I think they've got... Uh, I think they got like a lot out of them joint practices with the Colts. You know what I mean? I think that's one of the reasons why they didn't play him last week. Even though I think they should have played a lot more starters because it was such a, a disjointed team. You know, it just was such yeah. a disjointed effort I thought last week. And I yeah, think, I, you know, we'll, we'll want to see a bit of continuity sometimes. Yes. I mean, because one of the drawbacks I had with our previous coach was the fact that he didn't play our starters a lot mm. during the pre- so when we started off playing green bay green bay just handed this to us and green bay wasn't even playing all that great so but we didn't have no continuity at all so we couldn't even compete with them and i see that same trend right now it's like okay we haven't done nothing to gain some type of continuity so what are we going to look like that first game so to shorty's point i'm like man I am now more fearful of this Green Bay game than I was when we made these predictions because I'm like, oh, we haven't shown nothing. So what's going to happen? At the start of the podcast, did you say you were excited with me? Huh? At the start of the podcast, didn't you say you were excited with me? I said, I'm not going into week one fearful. Not doing it. Not doing it, PJ. I, I get it. I didn't, say that. I didn't say anything at the beginning of podcast. Oh, maybe it was Foster. Somebody said something. Someone out there agreed with me. I know at least one. I'm not one. fearful, dude. I'm not fearful either, PJ and Foster. Like I'm, I, Foster's got the right mindset. Although, um, it's hard to be fearful when you've experienced like 80 bear seasons and seen all the ups and downs, right? No, l- yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm, yeah. 
guys, the, the, the thing is, is the quarterback position can transcend all of these issues. Yes, there are issues popping up, but we've seen it before. And I brought it up earlier. Aaron Rodgers winning a Super Bowl being the most set quarterback. Joe Burrow even appearing in a Super Bowl being the most set quarterback. Yeah, there are offensive line issues all over the league. What we're trained to do as Bears fans due to our history is to make excuses based off these facts. I'm done making excuses. I'm looking at these things now as obstacles that need to be overcome. And I believe that Justin Fields is good enough to overcome them. And when that happens, when he still goes out there with 60% of the offensive line hurt and still gets a win in week one. And and, and like, like I said, I am as a seven, eight, a seven, eight to eight win team, sorry. Um, if the Bears go out there and still pull out 10 wins and make a playoff appearance or something, guys, we got a superstar. we got a superstar. And that's an opportunity in front of us that we have not had in a long, long time. Don't let Dan Yeah, I'll like... Go, go, Chris. I mean, but all the, all the things... What what you just went through are the things what are concerning me. You know, you know what I mean? It's sort of like the injuries to the offensive line. That's 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 so important. You know what I mean? It's just like I just don't like generalizations. And um, I just I I mean this week I was quite confident, but um, after hearing about all the injury news and not just the offensive line, but like Brisk has been out for ages. Claypool's injured again, like PJ said. So I'm not like, I'm, I'm slightly concerned about the Green Bay game. I'm not as 100% as I was before, sorry. No, and, and that's totally fair, Chris. But I, I feel like we're doing what we've done before and what we're conditioned to do is sit here. We've already got the reasons ready to go for why we're about to, you know, not beat the Packers. And I'm sitting here telling you no. Um that's a win. It has to be. If we lose to, oh yeah, it has to be. Man, this whole season might get derailed because of that. I, I listen. I've been trying to talk for like the last fifteen minutes, and I realized I, I was. You. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> I, I typed in chat like I'm about to get pulled from what I'm about to say. Just wait for it. And I was like trying to like inter interject and like. Sorry talk. about. I realized the whole f no i was mute i muted myself i was I, it was my fault listen guys <clears throat> here's what worries me okay i'm just gonna i'm, I'm gonna fucking come out and say it okay it's, it's my fucking podcast i can do what i want i'm gonna say it. <laughs> don't follow my example I, I, man i think i've lost no him. I, I, I think I've swifty been... might block me like don't, don't don't go down my rabbit hole <laughs> no i Oh, that'll 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 make his new one. <laughs> listen, listen, uh, Chris. In fact, I it, this is what prompted the argument with you, where you almost kicked Berlissimo's ass online. If you could have like jumped through the screen, when I was saying that I think that Justin Fields needs to work on his throwing, he needs he needs to have a better flick of the wrist, get rid of the ball quicker, and that's mm. what kind of prompted that whole uh, argument between you two. Uh, so what I'm going with here is, I, I, I want this is the listen. I'm gonna get out of my seat for this. 
This is the whole fucking reason why we're seeing everyone talking about Tyson Tyson Bajan right now. Everyone's making videos about him. Uh, the media is asking all the questions about the second quarterback. Is there a competition? The reason why they're doing this in all the press conferences, everyone's talking about him. The show's thumbnail has been about him is because the dude fucking gets rid of the ball like yesterday. He gets rid of the ball. One time. And, and, and boom, 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 boom. It doesn't... It doesn't matter what your competition is. If you're playing third string, second string, it, what you're looking at is the product of himself. And he's displayed that he can process things very quickly. His footwork is excellent. He's moving around in the pocket. He's getting in and out of the huddle quick. He's getting rid, rid of the ball quick. That's what I have been kind of pounding the table for with Justin. I just wish he would be able to do that. So I'm not saying I want him to replace Justin. Justin is our guy. We're, I, I love him. We're moving forward with him. But if we could just merge a little bit of that, maybe he can learn a little bit from Tyson about how to get rid of the ball just a little bit quicker. Get the ball out of your fucking hand a little bit quicker. This offense can function on a fucking mechanical level that you see all the great teams use. So I, 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 I'm sorry. I was um, that was a long rant, and, uh, <laughs> but I was I was trying to get going on it, but I, I had muted myself, so I couldn't talk for like the last ten minutes. <laughs> so it just it came out very um, abrupt. Hold on, even Justin himself said it last year. In, in the beginning of this year, he said it. He needs to work on. The, the short passing game. The short passing game is getting rid of the ball quickly. It's mm -hmm. it's from here to there. It's boom boom. Um, so if if, um, if if he can do that, that's where Justin takes the next step, and that's what we're all seeing from Tyson Bajant That all of our eye tests are are telling us is true, and we're like fucking pounding the table for this kid to be quarterback too. A lot of us are, or at least to make the team. Please don't cut him. Please don't put him on the practice squad. But at least keep him around because if there is, knock on wood, an injury, at least we know we have somebody that can come in and, and, and perform well. I'm done talking. Go ahead, Paul. I'll talk over everybody else, but I won't talk over PJ. I'll say to uh, Shorty's point, just one thing real quick. Um, you're, you're right. Justin Fields does need to work on a short passing game. And in working on this short passing game, to date, he has only thrown one short pass in preseason. We would all agree games are different than practice. Yeah, in practice, yeah, you can get somewhat simulated, but you know no one's going to touch him in practice. So he, oh, can, no but he can work on things. But he's actually only thrown one short pass in the whole preseason. So where is the proof? That he has worked on it. And I, I, I wait, 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 hold on. It's, it's my turn. I'm talking. PJ, do you mean the the one plat the one short pass that wasn't a screen or a dump off to Herbert? Because it, uh, we've talked about this a, as a joke last week that even the 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 throw to DJ Moore was behind him, but it did end up working out in his favor. And no, again, it's, it's just it's those passes that he has to work on. And well, Answer to answer your question, Shorty. The short pass was to uh blasting game in the flat. The other two are screen passes. I don't consider those short passes. 
I consider the short pass the one pass to blasting game. So okay. if, he need to, if he needs to work on that, work, you know, let's get some working on it. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, I feel like I just blew up oh, the, the channel. No, 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 so, uh, I, I want to answer to that. Um, the preseason is what we see as fans, right? Um, then we, we sit there and we trust the reporters that are there at the practices that are there seeing way more snaps than just a couple snaps that we saw talk about it. And one thing that stuck out to me this year was um, uh, Jeff Joniak, top player. Um, I heard, listen, these guys have been calling Bears games my whole life. Pretty much, uh, I trust their opinions and I trust their eyes. Tom Thayer was a lineman in the league. Jeff Joniak's a, a great eye for you know, and, and they're truthful. They're honest. They're, they're not afraid to talk them down as well as talk them up. Um, uh, early on, they said, "Hey, one thing that stuck out in this OTA or in this practice was Fields is getting rid of the ball quick, 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 quick. Um, Fields is going." You know, nine for ten in practice on this. And like, I like I said, this be a lot more drives than we do. And a and for, for Fields to not address his issues would be a problem. He knows what his problems are. He knows the short passing game and that quick release and everything like that is a problem. I even pointed out in a video early on last year, and like, um, I want to say in week four against the Giants, he pegged a lineman in the head. And, and I came out and said, listen, even with Matt Nagy in that first year of him starting, there were, uh, I believe, two throws where we had a defensive end just jump up and snag the ball as an interception. Your release is too late. Your throw is too low. Even with the deep throws, they're a little bit more of like a bullet rather than like an arc where it drops in. Um, and if I can spot out those fallacies, you best believe they're sitting there in, in the quarterback room playing tape back and talking about every little detail of, of the footwork, the, the uh, mechanics with the throw and everything like that. And it, Fields knows what he has to work on, what he has to get better on. And the two guys that have been covering the Bears for a while even said, hey, one thing that stuck out is he's getting rid of the ball faster. Now, yeah. Tyson Bajit looks good because of the fast release and whatnot. But like I said, that's that's a one sliver of all of the things you have to do as an NFL quarterback to be successful in this league, right? Um, listen, Justin Fields is our guy. Uh, if you want to make an argument for Tyson Bajan as QB2 or whatever, this and that, I'll, yeah, I'll entertain it. I get it. But if he is our guy, if, if Fields is our guy, then we shouldn't even be worried about QB2. Well, should be worried about how much we can get in the trade for Bajit next year. I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to uh, take anything from Fields. First of all, I'm, I'm a I'm a big. Neither am I. Neither am I. Neither am I. Yeah. Neither am I, I. I don't think you are. I, I'm saying, oh, but he's not perfect. It's fair to point out the faults. It's fair. I'm just saying. I just, I don't think that the fact that when you're in practice, the defensive players will hold up and not hit fields and then fields still be able to make that pass. So you can't get a true evaluation on what he's doing. I mean, because in the games, they're not going to pull up on it. So that's what I'm saying. So how can we really see what's going on? Yeah, they say in these reports that he looked good in practice, but this defense alignment who's coming up the middle, he's stopping way before he even gets the fields. And so you're not knowing if that pass would really be completed. Whereas in a game, 
like with the pass, the one pass to pass blasting game. Okay, you, you, we saw that. We only saw fields so such periods of short time that is ridiculous compared to Mahomes. Mahomes is what the MVP, and he's playing all these preseason snaps, getting his rhythm with his guys in real game time, as opposed to what Fields is doing. Fields is not doing anything, and that's what I'm saying. That's the one issue I have with Eberflus. It's like, dude, play your quarterback for he can get up to par to where we don't have it to Chris point. We don't have a slow start for that first quarter of the season because we're still trying to get in rhythm. Get in rhythm in preseason. That's what it's for. PC, he's still pissed off about them not playing him in the indie game. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, not just the indie game, but even the Titans game. Titans game, he only played what five plays or whatever it was. It's like, dude, you need to play your quarterback. Or else we're in the first quarter of the season. Oh, why is we not slugging start? Why don't we have any scoring yet? All season Something long, it's right. going to go on. You can be talking about this. I've seen it before. Under the last regime, the last regime did the same thing where we started off. Oh, we're not going to play our our starters because <laughs> we we had a great practice. We had a great practice, so I'm not going to play the starters uh, in the game. Then come the first game this season against Green Bay, we came out flat. We didn't even catch up the par until like the fifth game, and then by the end, the season's already over with. Preach it. I, I think Swifty nailed it. You're just mad because you have to go to it. <laughs> I'm telling you, if I wasn't there, the fact that uh, you're not playing your starter, that you're playing your starting quarterback and you're trying to get on a an offense that was horrible last year. You're yep. trying to get your quarterback up to par, but yet you've never you haven't been playing. You play five plays against Aaron uh, Rodgers. We're not sitting Tom Brady. We're sitting a guy that still needs reps. And I think that's what PJ is saying. He still needs reps, right? Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Point. And you're right, Matt Nagy did. It's, it's crazy. One of his huge regrets because Matt Nagy even came back and said, "Hey, I wish I would have played Trubisky more." But we're talking about a quarterback that that reps like this guy's went through his college career. He went. He's had a lot of football playing time. Um, but I hear you. I, I'm with you. I still feel that they should be playing these guys because this isn't a figured out thing yet. No, we, 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 you know, people got criticized. Uh, pe people criticized them for throwing that screen pass to DJ Moore a little bit behind. And then uh, other people were like, you're crazy <laughs> to right. criticize fields for a touchdown throw. But are well, you because crazy? We have three, we have three passes, right? So everyone has to bitch about that. Short passes and screen passes. So for you to be concerned about a screen pass being a little bit off target is not crazy. It's based off of what happened last year. There's, I get it's a touchdown, whatever, but like, yeah, if focusing in on fields. That could have been a better throw. And that's what you're seeing with Tyson Bajan that makes you like him so much. Because he throws the screen pass to where it needs to be. And even if it's a two-yard loss or three-yard loss because, you know, the play failed or the, the team failed, you're seeing the quarterback operate how he should operate. And you're not always seeing that for fields. No, get him, PJ, I, I, I feel you, man. I feel you. And you're right. Like, um, I, this coaching staff's a little bit too full of themselves. They should be playing these guys. They should be playing fields. I, I agree. PJ, PJ, I feel, I feel, uh, 
slightly guilty now that I'm actually going to get to two games because of your course experience. I feel slightly like, oh, I don't know if I should enjoy myself as much as I'm going to do because of PJ's poor bloody... Didn't get, the, didn't get Justin Fields, took all his grandkids, took all his family, all of Indiana to go to the Colts game and then Fields didn't play. So every time when I was sat there with Foster or with Dan, I'm just going to have that slight tinge of sadness to my heart for you, PJ. <laughs> I, I feel it myself, PJ. It's like, you know, they fucked us over, PJ. They fucked us over. We... We're 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 your we're your family here, PJ. PCP is a part of your family now. It's even it's even more than that though. That's what I'm saying. This, I mean, when I'm when I'm when I remember, like you said, I mean, all these games, all this time, and I'm seeing Mahomes out there. I mean, from a strictly yeah, yeah. from a strictly football point of view, Mahomes is out there in these yeah. preseason games, and he's an MVP. <laughs> and our quarterback got what five plays. Three. Three? It's like, oh, it's yeah, yeah, like five, yeah, five points. Mahomes, Mahomes has got 17, somebody said. Passing attempts. I love it. I love the passion, man. Like, you, I feel like, yeah, hope, God willing, we're all still doing this a year from now. Like, you're still going to be fucked up. This Colts game. It was yeah. a free. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm still so great in a year from now, dude. Can, can I address uh, Swifty real quick? Whoa. He says, I, I think what PJ is missing is how important the scrimmages were there. versus the Colts. Again, scrimmage is different than a game because they're going to pull up. They're going to pull up in the scrimmage to where they still allow you to make that pass. Whereas in the actual game, you don't get that. So how does Fields respond to that? That's the point I'm making. It's like, yeah, scrimmages do have a point, and I agree with that. I'm not taking anything from Swifty there. But the other part is, man, you got to be able to have that live fire. Uh, Chris, we can still hear you. I don't know what's going on with Walt, but it's it's going to give people a I, I could. Yeah, I can. Uh, well, I don't know. it feels like we're in some sort of uh, weird twilight zone. What's going on the screen, man? Yeah, I had to take a walk. <laughs> Somehow you were like flickering in and out. Well, you were like flickering in and out, like you're. Uh, you put the head the headphones down on your computer on your on your keyboard or something. I think we're good now. Uh, there we go. Yeah, guys, can that. I like seizure? You know, one time thing that I'm really yeah. really proud of tonight uh whatever the uh, uh no matter even if i've developed some people that hate me and whatever and this and that i don't really care one thing i am proud of is this podcast has gone on for two and a half hours now and i know you guys after an hour like to shoot this shit we're, we're no, this is what we're doing now we're shooting the shit now no but we talked for two and a half hours about bears 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 whether it's a positive opinion negative opinion or whatever this is what it's all about guys i love it man i absolutely love just sitting here and discussing all these different topics and whatnot so i think um, that's the perfect time for for because we talked about this last night yep i think it's like the perfect time for me to uh, if cliff victoria is still here for me to pull up um uh chris watts meal for that he had tonight <laughs> it's not worse than okay, perfect. Whoa, 
it's, he said he starts <laughs> off with, it's not worse. Okay, it's definitely not fish jello. Okay. <laughs> so, Chris Watts, please, please explain what the fuck is going on right here. Yeah, but don't you like the presentation? The presentation of that dish is amazing. Yeah, you just slammed it down on a piece of white bread on a dish. Yeah. I, I, I'm so lucky. I eat that every, every single night, night dude. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. That's such a great comment. Uh, <laughs> I like this. I'm standing up. It's kind of a new uh, thing for me right now. I'm enjoying this. This is fun. <laughs> so, I, just, I just want the presentations today. Putting the, the fork in the can added a bit of class. Well done. That was that was a classy move, Kurt. Please talk us through for the people that are listening to this in audio audio stream. Uh, what we're yes. looking at here is a is a can of baked beans that's been uh, roughly cut open. And the lid is still connected to the can, just peeled back like a fucking sardine can. And it's been slammed down into a piece of white bread on a plate, and a spoon shoved into it. So. Uh, Chris, I would, I would love for you to please explain this meal that you just... Wait, 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 wait. Are we sure that's a spoon? It could... Well, yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to... It, it's, 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 it's the only thing that's still aware of could be uh, anything, Chris guys. has. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the fork I heard. I just had one fork like some sort of tramp. But uh, what well, I like to explain... Wait, wait, it's, it's, wait, uh, Chris, Chris it's, is that your... Is that your only? Is that your only spoon or fork? I've only, got, I've only got a spoon and a cup and a mug and uh, a bowl on a chair. And they're all metal. <laughs> and, and the reason, well, I just like say, regarding the dish, it's for uh, it's for uh, the modern man, the man who's on the go, can't can't waste two minutes putting his beans in the in the microwave so it's for people who are on the go high energy protein hit uh and also you know presentation wise it's not too bad and that, that's a very unique company too it's by by sainsbury's that's not a it's, it's in a tasty tomato sauce look at that look at that Cliff. yeah that's, a, that's gourmet tasty tomato yeah. sauce by sainsbury's Never oh yeah and when you pick up the I'll can, you got a nice little wafer to dump some beans on. That little round wafer. That's yeah. it, mate. Yeah. Guys, I think, like uh, I've made an impact on uh, as much as I can do. I've bombed this show tonight, so uh, he's I like, do we're, "Oh, you guys are talking food. I'm out of so, here. We're, we're done talking thank you bears." So much, yeah, <laughs> no, really. Well, <laughs> no, thank you guys so much. I'll probably participate in the chat for another little bit, so uh, I'll still be signed on and, and participating. But I do have to log off and go. Um, thanks for everything, guys. As always, uh, like I said, sorry for fucking. No, Paul, you're good, man. You're good. Don't I mean, to think that it. a type of his opinion is gonna yeah. do me worse than fish jello is kind of crazy. Oh, <laughs> don't, I, hey, I don't worry, like man. We'll, lower, we'll keep the fish gelatin alive. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> That's yeah, I mean, we should have just tried to save the Tevin Jenkins conversation by showing the fish show. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so many things I could have done differently, right? I appreciate you guys. It's been fun. Always love your opinions. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. I'll Paul's be in chat. Have a good night. Seriously, appreciate you, like the videos that you're making and presenting for us here. They really Absolutely. help out. 
you know. I do something well, you know. So you no, do a lot of things don't, well. Don't you talk so really well. Yourself, man. You're good. Uh, all right. It's all good. Uh, tough on myself. That that's. <laughs> I, believe me, I don't care. <laughs> uh, you know, um, dude, I'm just, I don't know. Like I said, I'm a wild card. Sometimes I'll, I'll bring some stuff to the table that's not a popular opinion. Listen, I don't really care. We had a great time with you tonight. You were, you were fucking slinging some too, bears so. knowledge. Your buddy was slinging some serious bears knowledge, Dave Ski. Yeah, and, I think somebody yeah. commented, like, how does that guy not have an iPad in front of him? Dude, I was thinking the same right. thing. Like, you know, snaps to the number of some of these. Holy shit, dude. Like he impresses me, and I've known the guy for a while. So yeah, um, thanks for so all your time, guys. Well, tell us where just before you Phil, leave. Tell us where where we where we can find you, guys. Where we you know so let everyone know slash at Bearski Film if you want to leave any of your complaints. I'll make sure <laughs> I read them there. <laughs> I'll also be out in uh, I'll also be out in week one uh, before the Bears pre uh, Bears Packers game, doing my Bears uh, Bears tailgate trivia again with uh, uh my brother-in-law patrick so we'll be out there we'll be handing out just incredible fields t-shirts and um there's no way i can sit there and hand out just incredible fields t-shirts if i don't think this guy's an actual superstar that's going to get the job done this this year so uh i've been preaching that the whole time and no matter who's smashing the panic button no matter what injuries happen this and that guys the only important position on this team is the quarterback, quarterback one position, and it's just fields. If that succeeds, all these conversations are all pointless and meaningless. And I hope, I hope that's the case because I'm so excited for this year. So thank you so much for all your time. YouTube.com/slash/AfterSkiFilm, or like I said, I'll be out there week one uh, before the game, probably in the 31st Street uh, tailgate, handing out T-shirts, asking people trivia and things like that. And uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, I'm on uh, Facebook too. So just. Anybody got anything to throw at me, hit me up. I try and respond to everybody. So appreciate everybody's time. And uh, thank you. So, Thanks, Paul. Yep. See you later, mate. See you later, mate. I'll, I'll talk to you soon, man. You do, I'll man. talk to you guys for sure. All right. Thanks for joining us, man. Great. We'll see you. You'll be on again. Real Take care. Soon. Yeah, know that. Thank Dave. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> I might be fucking. Thank you, Dave. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's Dave, man? Hey, well, Dave, he, where's Dave, man? Uh, he <laughs> to well so, done on your Chicago accent. He kept him up longer than he expected, too, so I know he had a good time. He texted me, so thanks again for everything, guys. Have a good night. All right. I'll be we'll on the right, mate. Dave's, Dave's catching up on all of the messages he missed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a Cheech and Chong routine that is. Oh, yeah. Hey, Dave. Dave's not there, man. <laughs> No, man, this is Dave. Did you get my messages? Dave's not here. Who? Dave's not here. He's not. He won't. He's not here. You don't, are you telling me you don't, you're not, wait, hold on a second. Are, are you and I the only one getting that reference, Chris? Must, no, I think Foster does. The fucking yeah, Cheech and Chong Foster does. I'm the one who said it. I hope I oh, know. Okay. <laughs> be like, uh, PJ's going, look, I'm an ex-policeman. I ain't saying shit. <laughs> uh, let me address this question just for because somebody else might ask this. Mark Kazik says, what's Paulski's Twitter? I don't remember, but I know it's on his YouTube, and you can find him at Bearski Film. 
I'll, I'll tell you right now. Okay, he's got it. Oh, you can you keep talking while I pull it up. I ain't talking. I hey, Foster. Anything, Foster. Foster. Have you like you know like we're going to the Raiders game? Have you got any sort of pre-match rituals? Do you like to meet up in a certain place or go to a certain together to like a certain food place beforehand, or are you just sort of like don't matter? Just straight in. Come on, bears. I don't think we should do my old ritual. It's not good. It's called stuff yourself with the tons of food and drink a bottle of Jack Daniels. So we'll pass on that one. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. What it. about you, man? That's what you're doing, Foster. That's what you're Foster. It's exactly what I would expect. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I was just going to wing it. I know, I know we'll have fun, man. I know that. So. Right, man. It'd be great, and uh, yeah, I just think though, if you had any sort of pre-match uh, rituals before you went to a game, because I know, like, I, you know, if, if some people have some strange really things, cool, man, it was always get up and get everything ready and get down there and throw the grill on and drink some drinks and hang out and watch the game and hide the bodies behind the panel. You like my new panel? <laughs> I got plenty of paneling down here, man. It's like five times as much. Yeah, when he when he sort of disappeared off the screen earlier, and I thought Foster's checking up on a new body. Right. <laughs> I thought I heard something moving in the rec room. Foster, it's uncool. That's his routine. Hide hide a body before a game. Before every game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and if lose, you can go back and kick your shit out. Two seasons after all these years, man. Oh, well, I'll keep trying. Man. Chris, Chris won't be going back to London. Oh, dear me. Hey, uh, well, I can, I can actually have got – this is how stupid I am. Uh, I've been waiting four weeks for my visa for America, and then after it came to four weeks this week, so I started thinking oh, I better sort of, like, chase it up. And I, I only found out that I've been applying for the wrong visa for four weeks. So luckily, I've applied for the right visa, which only took a couple hours to come through. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's funny, man. It's funny. You get all the way to like time you're about to leave, and you're like, why isn't my passport here yet? Yeah. It would have sort of like, so I kept thinking, if should I, should I apply again? Just in case this application that worked or it hadn't gone through properly. And I was talking to my sister, she went, No, you, you've been applying for the wrong thing. You just apply for this Este visa. It takes about half an hour and you get the results more than straight away, which happens to what a dickhead I am. So I will curse I will curse you Americans. I'll go, you Americans, how long does it take for this bloody visa to get sorted out, man? And it was me, as usual. Then don't follow any of our American games, man. That itself is just insane because we would never be having this conversation if the Bears didn't go to England in 1985. This would never be happening. Yeah. You know, uh, no, you're right. Guys, we, we are shooting the shit in Cliff's Act asking, where is the shoot the shit logo? So let's just. Well, let, let's just... Let's try.
true. It, it's true. We are in the shit, shoot the shit mode. We should have just done that. Because... <laughs> Let me just say for the chat, for everybody in the chat, I want to say thank you guys for uh, joining in uh, uh, with your comments, your questions. Appreciate all, each and every one of you guys in the chat. I just want to give that shout out to you guys. Uh, so thank you guys. Honestly, seriously, guys, yeah. you guys are what makes this go around. So honestly, thank you so much, every one of you. Skylark99, it's great to see you again. Haven't seen you in a while. Mo Beerman, Hair Bear, great to see you again. Haven't seen yeah. you in a little bit. Keo, you has been hanging around. We love seeing you, Keo. Mo Beerman, you've been around. We love seeing you, Mo. Leo Factor, Leo Factor One, yes. AC Adam, yes. Queen of Brian the North. Gilmore. I hope Queen's still here. I I, yeah. I said if she wanted a link, I could send she it is. to her if she wanted to come in. Is she here? Uh, uh, STC was is here too. Yeah. Raging oh, Oracle. Little, little puppet for Christ. Yeah. Oh, well, we can't forget Mark Kazak and Doug oh, Van Dorn. No, no. Cliff. Obviously, Cliff. Cliff. Sorry. J two K was here earlier. Um, Real Factor. J two K. Fair Truth well, Nine is here. Little yeah, puppet, right? There's a new one. Good to see you. Yeah, Brian James, Gilmore, James Ford, Brian Gilmore. Yes, Gilmore. Swifty. Some guy named PJ was in the chat too. Some guy yeah, named. Don't I like him. I thought we blocked him last week, dude. How I saw Mister Shorty in there too. That fucker. Yeah. That picture yeah. you sent me, PJ, without water. <laughs> there, are, there are like six questions I starred. I don't know if you want to look at them, man. I think oh, yeah, there are questions too. Let's, we should add, yeah, let's get to the chat. Okay, so Keo, Keu, that's like Keu Carito. No, no, it's the one on the screen there, PJ. No, I'm sorry, oh. I, because that one was highly, and he says PJ say my name, so I wanted to be able to say it. Oh, sorry, name. sorry, sorry. Why does Jalen Johnson think he's a shutdown corner? Hmm. Well, the, the interview I saw, he didn't say anything about being a shutdown corner. He, he, he said basically that he's a good corner and he intends to improve. Um, I can't, I, you know, I can't remember word for word. Did anybody see that interview about two weeks ago with him regarding, no. regarding the contract? I, I mean, yes, I mean, yeah, the, so, sorry, PJ. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. The only thing I heard really sort of got the PJ. <laughs> but um, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know what? I've completely forgot what we're talking about because it's like twenty to five in the morning. My brain's gone. <laughs> Why does Jalen Johnson think he's a shutdown corner? That's I mean, yeah, the, sorry, yeah, basically the sort of impression I got was that he realised that he wasn't quite an old pro yet, and uh, that's why, he want, you know, that's why he's sort of going to play out this year, uh, you know, obviously, hopefully have a really good performance, and then get his contract next year. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, he is a shutdown corner, but he don't get he don't get enough interceptions, really. Uh, I think that's, that's part of his game that he really needs to... Um, Upgrade, but then again, if he's shutting the guy down and the opposition's quarterback's not going his way, then what can you do? Uh, but that's the impression I got. Like, you know, I think he seemed quite sort of like, um, 
good at self-analyzing himself because he realized that he, he just didn't quite there yet uh, to get a massive contract. So uh, that's sort of the impressions I got from, from uh, the little I've seen of the interviews. I think if you go back, I'm sorry, Shorty, were you saying something? I'll go last. I think if you go back to the interview he had with um, Carm from uh, Super Bowl week and Carm from uh, CHGO was asking him about getting paid in his contract, he believes he's a more of a shutdown corner because of the lack of passes thrown his way as opposed to – you don't have any pass breakups or any interceptions because you don't have that many passes thrown his way. So he thinks he's more of a cor- shutdown corner because of the lack of passes. I'm going to answer that he thinks he's a shutdown corner because he was in a 3-4 defense when he was more of a man defender. In this case, he's being asked mm. to play more in the zone. So he's not uh, – his, his role is different. So that's why it looked – A, he was in a new defense last year. B, he was in a, uh, an entirely new defense that wasn't uh, to his skills from the previous one. So can he continue to be a shutdown corner? I think little puppet for Christ is the next question because maybe, uh, but maybe mm-hmm. he's a man cornerback instead of his own cornerback. Okay. He does do more off-ball coverage like tonight. Look at me. I'm standing up. Look. <laughs> you, 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 uh, Dad, you like you work in a call center, mate, doing, doing like a sales sort of picture and he stood up. <laughs> Where's my music, Walt? Where's my music? Batman, hey, Dan, you can't look any more white. You're dropping something. You're dropping something. Dan. Right. Dan. Cut the music. Dan, you never looked—you never looked oh, more right. like the whitest white man in the fucking world, man. I don't know how PJ puts up with it and Foster every week with this nonsense. What's going on every week? I'll let it go because I love you. You're a good friend, but come on. I, mean, I, I take that as a complete insult. Thank you. We, we yes, and that's how you should do, sir. <laughs> I say good day, sir. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Good day, sir. Off. Might as well be a wanker, huh? Uh, you, you could never be a wanker, Dan. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate never that. Never Leo Factor with the next question. <laughs> next question from Leo Factor. How much reps do you want Fields taking in the third preseason game? Yeah, well... No more, no, no more than fifteen. I said ten to fifteen myself earlier in the five. show. That's five would be fine. That's with what me. it should be limited to is no more than fifteen, depending on the offensive lineman too, who's available. Exactly. Well, yeah. With that. As much as I wanted Fields to play for the preseason, because of our injury to our offensive line, I wouldn't want him to play in this last preseason game. Because not only do we just have one player out, we have several. So because Wright's out, Jenkins out, I don't believe Davis is going to play. I don't think he's going to play at all in the preseason. So that's three right there. Then you got a White here who's hurt with his hand, and you got a Lucas Patrick who's finally just now coming back this week from whatever injury he had. 
that's a recipe for disaster for me. Mm. Mm. I'm feeling you. Uh, next question, I guess. You 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 want you want to answer that, uh, Chris, or you want me to go to the next question? Uh, no, go to the next question, mate. If you want. Question. Yeah, moving on. Uh, from Skylark ninety nine. How many old linemen on the fifteenth three man roster? Wait, wait, PJ, can you say that like a little more sexy, like like a little bit deeper, like Skylark ninety nine. Skylark ninety nine. There you go. How many old linemen on the fifty three man roster? Skylark ninety nine. There you go. A little bit louder next time, but you, you, no, no, you no. got it. Can't be, can't be loud. I'm slightly turned on. And I don't fly that way. I'm going to raise my voice back up again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm shutting the show down. You guys are get off the damn air. Get the hell out of oh, here. Terrible. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chris Watts, where are you at, man? What you doing, Chris? Wait a minute, what? You know, the Bears, <laughs> I think this year, the Bears are going to have a good year. I don't know how good, but it could be pretty good. They could win 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 games, maybe. <laughs> but I could go this Chris, when the hell are you coming over to this country, lad? <laughs> top, of the, top of the morning to you, sir. Ah, ah, Chris, Chris, you smell like a dead cow in the warm sun. I think you should get yourself some. I got a spring. Well, to answer, uh, you know what? You, uh, <laughs> to, to answer Skylar's question, I will say how many, how many offensive linemen on the 53 man roster? I think nine. I was thinking nine myself. I think nine. I think I'm nine. ready to sit down. No. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying standing up. Nine. And to answer Swifty's question, as far as why did I change up about Swift, uh, Fields not playing, because of so many injuries, whereas before I think it was only one injury for the Colts game, whereas this all five guys are like injured. Wait, wait, wait. Swifty's back in the house to rebuttal. Oh, what what is Foster doing? <laughs> <laughs> how are you I doing over there, lad? Uh, ah, now I finally get to meet uh, Foster's girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. He, yeah, I met his girlfriend. I, I No, I had to come <laughs> on to ask PJ a question because I, I don't know if I was dreaming or not, but I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I, I just remember PJ preaching at us for a good 10 minutes about how he wants Fields to play in the preseason. And I then I just heard, unless I'm crazy, I just heard him say he doesn't want Fields to play this weekend. No, because he's not going to the game. He don't have tickets. No, no, no. That's it. <laughs> we got five injured offensive line. Five. But that's the but they got most of them got hurt before last week anyway. The only one who got hurt since then is Tevin. Which we don't know if that happened before the game or not. But nobody really knows. Wright didn't get hurt until the, after the game too. Who? Right. Uh, Darnell Wright. That was 
Apparently he's up for yeah. the season too, right, guys? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that due to a, a, an horrific drug and alcohol problem? That's what I'm saying. I mean, because last week we would have had Tevin. Whitehair was already hurt, I believe. So Whitehair was hurt. but So we would have had Tevin. We would have had Carter. We would have had... Um, Braxton and Darnell Wright. We now, don't we, think I mean, we would have had Tevin. The Tevin we, we injury have. report came out an hour after the game, so most most people assume it happened beforehand and just leaked. It most likely happened on Friday. Okay. So, I mean, you're still – and then Nate Davis also <clears throat> wasn't ready to play. He had only he had only right. He had only split reps in practice, so – haven't you been watching Swifty's videos, PJ? Fuck. Every one of them. <laughs> I watch every one of them. As a matter of fact, I watch them more than once because I don't want to miss nothing. That's how, that's how good He's like, I got to hear it again to process that. <laughs> well, I mean, because, you know, what you do is, you know, you, you, you hear it the first time and then you like, you know, you, you, you just go through it. Then you want to play it again because like, okay, I want to make sure I got this right before I can commit it to memory. That way, when someone calls me on it, I can say, yeah, I heard it from Swifty, and this is when he said it, and this is how he said it. Boom. Fucking timestamp over here. Swifty, Swifty, are hey, you still there? Chris? Yeah, man, how you doing? Yeah, man, that's what he told me to to you, man. It's like, I think it's his first chance of uh, had to speak to you, sort of, well, not face-to-face. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah I love your videos. I, I love your videos, mate. I just like how... They just seem to be just the right length. I just love how you're concise. Um, you got a great vibe about you. You know, you're always very detailed, but it's sort of, you do it so it's an enjoyable experience to watch where a lot of guys up break down tape. It's like being at work, watching it, and you don't do that. And it, there's like none of your, there's no ego. You just do it. It's not about you. It's about the bears. Um, so I really appreciate your videos, mate. And, uh, you know, I'm always on your side regarding... Uh, Matters of pancakes and all that. So, uh, yeah, I just want to say hello, mate. Chris, wait, time out real quick, Chris, because I love you first, and I'm glad you're coming over to Chicago to see a Bears game. But what what do you have in your hand there? What, what, what do you mean? What do you mean that? Exactly. That, 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 hey, look. Hey, we might be hey. away. But, hey. <laughs> Hey. Away, far away, mate. This is for the Bears overseas oh, for Chris well, Watts. Hey. You gotta take PJ out. PJ, PJ has to be removed. He can't see this. It's not for oh, his eyes. I'm sorry, PJ. This yeah. is um not for his eyes. Um, this is um I don't know what this is. Don't worry, PJ. I had to do that for Chris Watts though. I was I saw that in his hand. I was like, wait a minute, I gotta. Look, PJ, ain't nothing here, bro. I don't know what that was. Nothing at all, man. Uh, nothing at all. Man. <laughs> AC saying he's going to spark it up with y'all. Man. Nice. Y'all, y'all, y'all. I don't use that word. Y'all. I like to say you all. <laughs> uh, you know, you're, if, if you're legal, go well, ahead. Enjoy well, no, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, go Go eat some gummies, dude. But... <laughs> so to, to, to the point, Swifty, I, I think, though, that with the injuries, it's more concerning now. I mean, again, 
me, I'm still trying to get accustomed to this three-game schedule in the preseason. So yeah. I'm still trying to process, okay, when is the best time to rest your starters? Normally, it was always the last game. So me thinking the first two games, you want to play your starters and you know, get, get reps. Even if you're not going to pass the ball that much, he should have been out there against Indy in my mind. So, I think I think what happened was the first the scrimmage is really good. Like I mean, you had to be. I think you kind of had to be there and see it a little bit. Me and mm-hmm. Foster were. It was very physical. Yeah. The offensive line and defensive line got a ton of reps. Uh, I mean, it, it honestly, uh, the coach uh, Everflus, the one who said it, it counts as one or two preseason games. The amount of reps he got out there. I know it wasn't completely live. But they had referees out there. There were officials. You can't if a guy pulls up to you and stops. They call the play dead, and you get three plays to get your first down, or you're off the field if you're not moving the ball. So it is a simulated environment that's about as close to real game action as you're going to get. They're they're actually they're flying at you. The offensive line and defensive line they're hitting like it's a real game. There is no. 60 or 70 percent like those guys those guys are going and fields is reading the receivers and making the plays. so i feel like he did get a lot of reps and then i feel like what you said it came down to injuries if our offensive line would have been okay i think he would have played i think what happened is he got a lot of good reps in indy i loved what he saw i mean you saw the biggest question why the heck didn't the colts play anthony richardson they played none of their starters and that, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so I think that was also decided and played into it. If the Colts had already, because they, they had talked about that beforehand, Eberflus, before he talked to the media and said, if not Fields was playing, he knew if the Colts were going to play their starters yeah. or not. So if the Colts had already told him, we're not playing our starters, and he has Cody Whitehair hurt, um, who knows what Tevin Jenkins' status was at that point. But he's right. like, hey, you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not putting fields out there either, especially against their backups, because that's another thing you got to decide if, if our starters getting reps against backups. That's not that's not yeah. going to help fields. No, that, that's not going to mm-hmm. help anybody, really. And okay. when you have backups out there with fields on the field, that increases the likelihood of him getting hurt, because those are guys who are trying to make the roster and fighting for jobs and them sacking Justin Fields one time could be the play of their entire life compared to mm. starters and guys like that. You're talking about guy who might not make the roster, having right. a chance to get a shot at your quarterback, no chance. So I, right. I think that's huge, and there's a lot of things that go into it that people mm. just don't think about. Now, and, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. So with you and Foster being here, when he was going in this live scrimmage that you talked about. Is this about, when Foster had pants on or no pants? Uh-oh. No pants. No pants. <laughs> no, I had shorts on still, man. Did he have his bag of rubber dog? <laughs> yeah, and he offered me he offered me a can of beans in the car, too. I was like, Foster, let's go eat. And he's like, bro, I got roast beef and a can of beans in the car. What do I need to go out to eat for? And I was like, oh, okay. So we're all about they, they literally <laughs> You know, those scrimmages, man, that was like playing a game and a half. I was counting some of the reps. And it was very, very rough. There was five fights between 5 o'clock and 6.30 before the main practice even started. 
And that was just on the, the left side, Swifty. You know exactly where I'm talking yep. about, where the cold side yep. is. So I don't know how – I know there was other stuff on the other field. But just in front of me, in an hour and a half, there was five fights between the Bears and the, and the Colts. And, it, and another thing that is – someone said it earlier, but in the second day, Fields was dominant. Like yep. 11 for 11 yep. in one session mm. through like 14 TDs in another session. The Foster, Foster was counting them up I, over there. And Anthony Richardson. He had 12 TDs in that, that first session of the number one and two guys mixed in for the Bears and the number one and two guys mixed in for the Colts defensively. They scored 12 touchdowns. It was on the scoreboard. Wait a second. We have to we have to pause for the uh, excellent burn on you, Foster, by Kiu saying Foster apparently was born during the Great Depression. <laughs> he was. Right. He was. We have to make sure I we get. I that. have Don't nothing. But overall, overall, the, the Bears looked awesome, and the Colts looked. They they, they struggled. Um, there was one moment on the first day where, towards the end of the day, the Colts moved downfield. Um, for their first team and second team did, and the Bears went three and out with PJ and Justin. But the the Fields one was weird because they had they had a play that was they called it a sack, but Fields got rid of the ball like right when the guy got there, and Flus was arguing with them, and then there was some other stuff going on. But we just got off the field. But that was like the only time the Colts looked good at all. Other than that, like <clears throat> Fields was throwing touchdowns. Our offensive line was blocking. Our defensive backs, even after Eddie Jackson went out, um, Elijah Hicks and Tyreek Stevenson, they were breaking up balls, making plays. Like the only thing the Colts were able to do was Anthony Richardson run. And every time he ran, it was questionable whether or not he was sacked anyway. But that's the only way they were moving the ball. Like he wasn't throwing it. He was getting Terrell Lewis and all and Travis Gibson in his face, and he would take off scrambling for a couple yards. Was Yannick participating in that? Um, Yannick was the first day. I don't remember him the second day, I don't think. Okay. All right. I didn't see him on the second he day. He was at practice know. today, though. I will say this. Kyler Gordon, the second day, nobody could touch that dude. He was, he was for me, day two. He was the best That's when he had the day. pick in the back of the end zone. Yeah, that was yeah. – but it's even more than that, Swifty. That guy was everywhere. He broke up two other passes. I don't know if they showed any of this stuff, man, because it was just just drills. He was everywhere. That and I think that's just a big part is how well they performed in Indy. And then I do too. I, that other part I just brought up. I, I think they knew the Colts weren't playing their starters, and that that would have decided it for Floosh right there. If their starters aren't playing, he's like, neither are mine. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they, they, just, they, they do that collaborative too. They just spent two days beating the crap out of each other. Why would you play them? Yep. And especially, you're not going to risk at that point with the offensive line banged up. Like, Kramer would have had to start mm-hmm. a center. Like, that right there would have been enough for me to be like, whoo, let's hold Fields out. Let's That's give, because that was Kramer's really first time ever going against, it would have been his first time going against first stringers, but they didn't even play first stringers. So, yeah, it was his first time as a first stringer. <clears throat> Swift, Swift here. Are for you, uh, sorry, PJ. <laughs> I can just jumped in then, mate. Sorry, uh, PJ. Have you heard anything about the injuries to Brisker or, or Claypool? Are they getting on with their injury situation? He <clears> addressed me. that today. He he said that uh, all of those guys, he's confident, will be ready to go week one. All right. Yeah. Brisker's been Brisker's been on the 
on the bike. Him and Claypool were both on the stationary bike today, and they both had lower body injuries. So usually if you're on the bike, that's a good sign. Like you can move. That's usually usually that's they do a ramp up period. They don't just let them come straight back to practice. Right. They'll spend a couple of days on the bike, just out there like watching practice. And then every time every time <clears throat> your a position group is doing something, you're hustling on that bike as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Just trying to be in good shape. Oh, cool. Now, cool. cheers, mate. I see Mark Kazak saying that Kramer is probably starting Saturday. Is I would think case? so. You said yes? Yeah. What happened with uh, Patrick? He's only practiced one day. Oh, wow. Okay. He practiced one day, snapping the ball with Cody Whitehair at left guard. Cody Whitehair's hand is still wrapped severely. Nobody knows exactly what's going on with his hand other than he's not going to be able to snap the ball if it's wrapped like that. Right. And I, I think Braxton Jones mentioned it today. Something that they like about having Cody Whitehair there is Braxton is really comfortable with Cody Whitehair next to him because they played that way all last year. He's way more comfortable with Cody Whitehair than he is Tevin Jenkins. So sliding Cody over to guard, and having Kramer or Doug Patrick or Lucas Patrick or Doug Kramer, both of these two first name guys, uh, one of them start at center. Right now, the plan it looks like is going to be Lucas Patrick, but I think he's similarly on pace to be ready for Week One, where he might not play Saturday. So I, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm hoping Lucas Patrick plays right. and looks good and kind of calms people down at center. But if not, maybe Kramer could have come in and have a good game. What about Davis? Is he going to play Saturday? Yeah. I don't know. I would say I would lean towards no, that it would probably be Carter. So to your point then, how is that different than what it would have been last week? That's what I said. Kramer, because you said you didn't want to Kramer – being your starter at center with Justin Fields, but you're going to do that this Other time. than they've had a week to practice together? I mean, okay, they wouldn't have you. had that. They didn't have that at all last week. Oh, Kramer, yeah. was, Kramer was on the second team the whole time. This week he would be preparing for it all okay. week with the starters. It's a little – it gives you okay. a little bit That's of preparation. It's different just, I mean, you know, practicing Thursday night That's and fair. then Friday going, hey, Kramer, yeah. you're going to start – Tomorrow with uh, Justin. Yeah. Yeah, that could be that one. Got to get a little chemistry going. And, and Braxton's really hasn't had any chance to develop any chemistry with Tevin next to him. How much have they played together? Doug Van Dorn is asking, Swifty, do you think the O-line can protect the pocket with Kramer at center? I think center's the least important position when it comes to pass blocking. Usually they don't have one-on-ones. Usually they're just chip blocking with one of the guards unless they have a blitz coming, but it happens occasionally. As you've seen, you guys have seen Sam Mustafer just get ragdolled. It, it happens. Um, th that question hasn't been answered. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think Kramer can at least be average at center. The main thing you want the center to do is be able to snap the ball and be decent in the run game. He falls on the ground a lot. I think in the preseason last week was probably his best game. He looked pretty good. I still saw him on the ground only twice, which is better than usual. And he looked okay most of the game. 
So I, I'm more confident now than I would have been last week at that time before I seen him in that game. Now, I don't remember seeing um, Kramer going against a one tech. So I'm wondering how is his anchor? Like, because Green Bay runs a. Uh, you know, that's his biggest cool. question. I mean, yes. that, that's that was his biggest question coming into the NFL. Right. Um, so what was his strength and whether or not he had the size to hold up? And yeah. that's really we won't know until we actually get to see it in the game. Now, Buffalo, they run a 4 3, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. So we won't see it now. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. No problem. Hey, love you, PJ. Chris, it was great to get to know you. I think Shorty's trying yeah. to know. I'm going to get out of here and let you guys do your thing. Much love to everybody in the chat. I appreciate you, Swifty. Bearski, I know he's out there. We love you, man. No hard feelings for Bearski. You let everybody know. Oh, no, no, none whatsoever. Hey, Swifty, uh, I. You know, much love, man. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, for hanging out with us and chat, coming on the show back and forth. This has been awesome. It was. Um, fuck you, Shorty. Fuck well, you, too. Gonna, fuck you, Swifty. <laughs> you didn't even say bye to me, you fucker. Foster. I, I told you you had to say that. You had to say, fuck you, Shorty, because it's we got we to gotta bring fuck that you back. Too, Foster, okay? How about that? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear it. What? That fuck you, too, Foster. I didn't hear what? Uh, you need to get your ears cleaned out. He spent too much, beans, time, too much time in parking lots in India, I think. <laughs> right, I'm out. Peace, guys. Take care, Swifty. Take care, mate. Looks like uh, <laughs> Bersky wanted to hop in and show uh, uh, play one of his videos and I just didn't want to interrupt Swifty before he uh, was signing off. So if you want to come back in, Bearski, and show that. Other than that, we're going to wrap up the show uh, if he does do that. Unless we're going to wrap up the show uh, shortly. Mark was asking um, if I'm – Where is that um, that chat from Mark uh, if I'm going to be on PSF, Walt? Oh, yeah, I saw it. Uh, Mark. Mark Kazak was asking if, if I'm doing the Bears game on P, on the PSF app this weekend. I don't know. It's a great question. I what time? What time is the game Saturday? Huh? What time is the game Saturday? It's at midday. Yeah, it's like a noon game, I think. Yeah, six o'clock over here. It's be about twelve-ish for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So one o'clock game for me here. So I, 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 I think we should, Mar- uh, Mark. Anyone who uh, hasn't downloaded, if they don't currently have it yet available for Android, but they'll have it ready by the. I hate saying this; it's like a broken record. Why the fuck is it isn't it ready for Android yet? But it will be soon, by the start of the season. But right now, for it's uh, it's it's on Apple, and uh, we just did a, a show last night, uh, Mark, where uh, Lester Wiltfong and I, who I'm going to be doing the Bears games with. And um, the other, most of the other uh, team members, there's three three different teams. And we did a, a live stream last night. You can go check that out, Mark. Um, we kind of hang out for like an hour and, and talk about it. So uh, anyone else with an, currently that has an iPhone, you can go to the PSF app, look for, for the Bears fan <laughs> chat. It's all just a big chat, all different chat rooms. Just find the Bears fan chat room. And you can find um, that live stream that we did last night to kind of kick it off a little bit and try to figure it out and stuff. It's a, it's it's a slow process, 
but uh, we're getting there. Uh, Sean Salisbury uh, has agreed today to to do a show next week uh, to come on with us and talk about that, actually, and help us promote it and kind of give us his breakdown on Justin Fields. And we'll also have uh, the other team members that are going to be doing the other PSF games as well um, that myself and Lester will not be doing. So uh, more on that. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll be getting that figured out. Uh, might do it as a premiere. We can hang out with you and chat and talk about it. Um, but uh, just make sure that you set your notifications so that you can uh, make sure that you see when that comes out. That'll be it'll give it'll, it'll give a lot more information at the current time. Uh, but it's a ground it's it's a ground floor app that um, they're trying to build from the ground floor up. So you know Sean Salisbury wouldn't. You know, he, he's the president of this, so it's pretty cool. I think that um, his passion and drive to make this work with uh, how he's handling all of us as fans to do this is um, pretty unique and pretty cool. So we're looking forward to having him on the show. There's a week, dude, guys, we have a lot more things coming, too. We, we might have some actors coming on the show. I don't want to. Um, what? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to um, give too much away because there's. I want to make sure it finalizes, but I have the email as it, it was given to me by him uh, of, of an actor who's a Bears fan and possibly more. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun to uh, maybe talk to uh, some local Chicagoland Bears fan actors to come on the show. <clears throat> and one of them I met a long time ago, possibly. So <clears throat> I don't want to give much away about that. I don't want to jinx it, but isn't, that isn't Foster an actor. Yeah, well, Foster's <laughs> yeah, Foster's an anchor. Look at is is it Bill Murray? Is it Bill Murray? It, it no. might be. No, it might. One be. of my favorite actors. I'm Bears fan. Uh, oh my God, who was the guy from Jaws, man? But later. Yeah. Oh yeah. My wow. wife, my I wife has. Um, she's worked in the film industry for over 25 years. So it just came to me like, why don't I? Richard Dreyfuss. There's so many Bears fans that like it. It doesn't all have to be about like having f players or journalists. Uh, it, this, you know, this is made by the fans for the fans. So if we can get some actor actor Bears fans on here. That'd be fun. Looking forward to that. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, shit. I think uh, I'm I'm about ready to end the show. Are you guys? Oh, we have Bearski sure. back. Well, yeah, Bearski won. Bearski had. Uh, is he back? Yeah. Let's see. Bears. He has him right here. Let's go. Okay. He's got it loaded up. Let's just play it. So, Exciting courtesy of Bearski. Let's go. With the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the My Chicago Bears select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Yes. It means a lot, you know. Uh, the amount of you know, Bears quarterback you know, that came here, came, that's been here, my franchise has been along, uh, around for a long time. Great way to end, end the show with a Justin Fields type of video. I think I'm just groaning. 
getting better each other. And yet we lost that game. That was one of those goal line drives against the Panthers. You know, uh, my main goal right now is just to you know, continue to do that. You know, uh, continue to uh, trend up each and every day of practice. Just you know, keep getting better, better, and better. You know, I, I think you, know, you brought up earlier, you know, you brought up our situation in Carolina when we got there in 2011. We had, a, you know, we had Cam in his rookie year, new coaching staff that year. So within reason, a similar situation to, as you kind of referred to on the previous question. So I think in that regard, you take a, a similar approach to how did we, you know, how did I see it firsthand improve, right? Our first game, our first year in 2011, the year before they were 2-14, and 14, picked number one. Our first year, I think we won... I think we were six and ten. I think we won either six or seven games, but we were highly competitive, right? We lost to Green Bay Packers. You know, we both scored thirty-five plus. They just out. It was just a shootout, but they beat us. We lost. We, we were competitive in every game. We we won six of them, but I would say eleven of them, we looked like we belonged, right? So like that was the first step: is be highly competitive, be in every game. Sometimes your youth prevents you from winning all those close games, but be in them.
mean, some of it's on me. Uh, you know, I think I missed a lot of you know easy completions this year, so I think it's just me fixing some mechanics up and me getting better just with the gimmies, the short throws, the bubble alerts, the screens, and stuff like that. And you know, once you start hitting those, that completion percentage just shoots up. Uh, you get eight to ten free completions each game, and I mean, you kind of see the passing game take off from there. So. That was very good film. Very good film, Polsky. Very good film. Thanks, Paul. As usual, man. Thank you. Very good. Very Paul good. Paul thank you for sharing that with us, man. That was awesome. Well done. Yeah, well, very well done. Well, guys, that was a great way to end the show on an excellent video by uh, Bearski. Thanks for joining us, Bearski. Thank you for Dave. Thank your friend Dave for joining us as well. Yes. Chris, man, love you, man. Thank you for staying up until what six o'clock in the morning now. Five. It's twenty past five. <laughs> you the man. Thanks for some breakfast. Yeah, Go get some I, was say, I just well, I just want to say thanks, thanks for uh, you know let me come on this show. It's always a joy, man, talking to you guys, and uh, it's just it's just so nice to talk bears. Full stop. Uh, and also as well, obviously. You know, I'm going to be seeing uh, Foster and Dan very soon, and I just can't wait. The, you know, it's just, it's just, ah, oh, I just, it just can't come quick enough anyway. But yeah, great show, fellas, and uh, I will speak to you all very soon on another show, hopefully. And bear down. Bear down. Well, I think. Where else, Chris? <laughs> You're going to need it. <laughs> You're going to need it, Chris. <laughs> We're going to, if we don't see you again on the show, yeah. we'll see you in person. and just a little what seven weeks well, I'm sure you, yeah, hey, Chris you guys are on Sunday right so tell, tell everybody where you're at Sunday yeah tell morning. us about yeah yeah I've got, oh yes I'm so bad at promotion I'm really am bad I think it's a bit of an English thing uh but yes um you can catch me on the on the bar room net on the bar network on the bar fly tailgate show uh it goes out 10 Eastern in on Sunday morning uh, we'll be on every week before every game. Um, so this week we'll be reviewing Saturday night's game against the Bills. Uh, and it'll be a usual crowd of me, ACKB and uh, Jordan, if we can get up early enough. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so you all, everybody always welcome to watch us on a Sunday morning uh, and get your sort of bare Sunday kicked off. Yep. Awesome, I man. I catch you guys when I'm up, man. So I'll, hopefully I'll see you Sunday. Yeah. Cool, mate. I'll, I'll be looking out for you, mate, in the chat. Absolutely. i got to try to pronounce his name one more time. <laughs> K-E-U Carito? Kiyu. Kiyu Carito. Kiyu. Kiyu. Kiyu Carito. I thought you said it was, it was pronounced like each letter. Like K-E-U. Just say it my way, man. K-U? Like K-U? How do you, is it is it key is it key you key you or is it k you key you kirito right is it kirito kirito yeah it's like Kirito-tool. like my last name like see my last name is mr shorty it's, it's right. my last name is shortino all my friends called me shorty see and i'm not short so i have to spell it actually correct because i don't want people to like misspell nobody can pronounce my last name so K-E-U. Kiyu. Kiyu, yes. K-E-U? Kiyu. He's pronounced he's he's <laughs> K-E-U. 
He's saying K-E-U, isn't it? Yes, K-E-U. K-U. K-U. K-E-U. 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 You guys are pronouncing it. He's, he's spelling it. That's what I'm saying. He's spelling it how it's pronounced. K-E-U. K-U. K-U. Okay. I think it's it's probably K-U, right? If I'm correct. K-U. Well, he's got, Doug's got T-U. I got T-U. T-U. PJ is right. I saw somebody else, but I, I don't know. Yeah, okay. No, it's K E U. What, what is exactly? <laughs> it's not K U. It's K. He's saying pronounce each letter. That's how you pronounce it. K E U. I didn't read pronounce each letter. K E U. K E U. That's what I said. K E U. K E U. Are you? I wonder if he's Hawaiian. K E U. Okay. I know Hawaii. Like in Hawaii, the. Every vowel was put out very specifically, like very vowelistically. K-E-U. That's a great fucking name, man. I like it. Guys, everybody everybody in chat, though. Doug Van Dorn, K-E-U. Little puppet from... For Christ, we appreciate you. That's the first time we've seen you. We appreciate you tonight for joining. Thanks for joining us. Hope you like us, subscribe, tell all your friends. There's a lot more coming on this channel. It's, seriously, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We have Ryan Holtz in earlier. Doug Van Dorn, Mark Kazak, <laughs> Ryan. Ryan uh, Poles was in earlier. Ryan Poles was joining. Was hanging out with us tonight. Yep. STC Eric Sullivan. Yes. James. Brian Ford. Gilmore. Yes. Oh, Beerman. Bear, 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 truth nine. Leo factor one. Eduardo Isaac Rodriguez M. Mark Kazak, as always. Appreciate you, brother. Yep. Go polo. STC. Cliff, my Brian, my, my brother Brian from Gilmore. another mother. Brian Gilmore <laughs> and Skylark 99. Did we get a picture from uh, Cliff? Swifty. Swifty in the hills. He could come pick. Yes, thank you, Swifty. You, you, you're. We love you, man. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I didn't say that last week. I feel like an asshole. I actually told him after the show. I'm like, I didn't, we didn't even say thank you, to Swifty, for joining us. Uh, Swifty, thank you for joining us, Mister Mayhem. Yes, Eric Thanks Sullivan. Tonight. I think we've heard Eric before. Skylark ninety nine was great to see Skylark ninety nine back. Yeah, Raging Oracle. Yep. Raging. Blink the DJ was in here tonight. Blink what? the DJ, yes. Yeah, she was in here tonight. I of course, Queen of the North, Shay. Queen of the North, Shay, yes. Thank <laughs> you. Eduardo Isaac Rodriguez, new subscriber here. Welcome. Appreciate you. Thank you, Eduardo. Nice. Make sure you guys check out uh, Queen, of the, Queen of the North, T-H-A on youtube too she's she just started her channel and she's awesome we're gonna have her on again once the season gets kicked off and you know, officially and she's gonna you're gonna love her if you haven't already check her out on the previous shows she's she's awesome and again paul ski and dave ski from bear ski films 
got to thank those guys for joining yeah, us, of course. Bearsky trying to does great with his films. I mean, his films is nice. I, I really appreciate their uh, Bearsky films. Thank you. I like the way you uh, add the music to them and uh, edit them out, man. Good job, man. Yeah, good job. AC Adam joined us tonight again. Yes, thank you, AC. Hair Bear. Hair Bear. Yeah, he left. He, he did say goodnight to everyone, too. I forgot to pull that up when we were talking. So, Love all you guys, man. Yeah, Thank you guys you in all. the chat. You make this show, so we appreciate you guys. Just trying to get through everybody, and thank you all. As it's a long show, so you got to scroll up a while. But um, seriously, J2K was here again tonight. Thank you, J2K. Appreciate you, um, Leo Factor. Of course, yes. we didn't say him. Uh, Leo, appreciate you. Yes, uh, sir. I'm Daisy. All right. Well. I think that's it. It's a lot to keep scrolling. So we you know that we love you guys. We appreciate you. Please spread the word. Tell everyone about BCP because um, we're going to have some good stuff coming up here uh, in the very near future. So until next week, we'll see you on Monday with hopefully, I think we're doing yeah, that with Fire. Bearski to say goodbye. Oh, Bearski is going to hang out with us in the, in, afterwards. Okay, gotcha. But, uh, we just want to say thank you guys, and we'll see you soon, Chris. Yes. And on a one, two, three. Uh, one, two, bear. three. Bears. Bears. Bears.